talking about the creek, the creek talk, talking about the creek, the creek talk, talking about the creek, talking about Dawson's Creek. Welcome back to Creek Talk. This is Steven. And I'm Jamie. And this week, we're doing a very special Thanksgiving episode, recapping Pieces of April. So this movie came out after Dawson's Creek ended, and it's a Thanksgiving-based movie. And I thought it would be fun, since we had a really good time doing the Halloween episode, that we do a Thanksgiving episode, you know, because it stars Katie Holmes in a very different role than Joey Potter. But um, I do remember seeing this and I thought this would be perfect. And because we're doing this special episode, we decided to invite Lauren back from Swapping Horror Stories podcast. Thanks for coming back, Lauren. We appreciate it. Yeah, welcome back. Thank you. Yes, thank you for having me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god it sounds so fake we were literally just talking for like an hour before we started i know well also it was so much build up to my name that i was like gosh i don't know what i was doing from please the one the only <laughs> i didn't even think about any of it and then i was like oh wait i have to introduce lauren <laughs> i just start talking no one knows who i am it's fine. <laughs> Oh, it's fine. It's fine. But yeah, we are doing Pieces of April. Let me ask you guys, what did you think of it? It was okay. I'm not going to lie. I've never heard of this movie before. Mm -hmm. So I didn't even look at the description when I played it. Mm -hmm. So Terry and I watched it last night and uh, he's like, what is this even about? I said, I don't know. Thanksgiving. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Went in blind. Good. I'm glad that you did though. Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, um, it was, it was, there were certain parts that I was kind of wasn't sure what was happening. <laughs> I was a little confused, but that's what happens when you go into stuff blind. But uh, I, I like the end result of the movie. Okay. What about you, Lauren? Um, I'm the same as Jamie. I did hear about it because, um, I don't know, I remember seeing it like at the video store, mm-hmm. but I had never seen it. Um, I actually don't think I've watched anything where Katie Holmes is in it. Um, honestly, <laughs> yes, that I could think of. Um, but I did like it. I agree. It has that feel, and I definitely would not say that it is on the level of Steel Magnolias, but kind of where it's just like people live in their life. Like that's what the movie is about. It's just people live in life. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but I did like it. I really did. Um, I was surprised that I liked it. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, like, I completely agree with that because it's people living their life. It's not like a a clear plot. You know, you don't have oh people coming home for the holidays, running into you like your ex type thing. It's all romance and happy and, you know, get you in the holiday season. It's not like that at all. It's Mm. it's people living their lives, but it's like true. ways of people living their lives it's not like this you know movie uh blockbuster thing where it's all this is never this you know dreams and 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 whatever this is like more realistic i guess is what i'm trying to say. yes exactly that's exactly what i would say too because when i was watching it last night even the scene where just even this small scene where you see the father waking up in bed the next morning I said, wow, this, it's not even like they made it look like the house is this like big, important, like they're rich, this rich family, or like, they're just a very middle-class family. And, you know, but it is a very real movie and it's, it deals with a lot of uh, themes like dealing with, 
you know, relationships and your um, like how April is so distant from her family and especially her mother. So I saw this movie when it first came out because I was obsessed, obviously, with anything these people did in this cast. And I was still riding that Dawson's Creek wave, even though this came out after the show ended. But I remember seeing it in Center, not Center City. We saw it in Old Philly at the one of the Ritz Carlton's. And it was me and my friend Aubrey. And we were so excited to see it. And I remember when I went to, like, I, wa- I was, like, finished watching it. I was like, I don't know if I even like this. Because, like, I was so used to seeing Katie Holmes doing other, it, like, this is so different from what she's normally done. But watching it last night, I really, really appreciated the movie. And um, I really liked the the themes. I liked the characters. I liked even though the family was just like terrible. Um, oh, they're horrendous. I just Beth really enjoyed it. sucks. Oh yeah, Beth is the worst. She was annoying me so much. And that actress, I don't know her name, but I've seen her in other things and yes. she's never annoyed me more than she did in this movie. Yes. <laughs> Who, Beth? Yeah, yeah whoever, whoever she was. Her name is, um, I'll go through the, the cast list, but her name is Allison Pill. Um, but yeah, the movie was very gritty i think like it was filmed kind of gritty because it was filmed on handheld video cameras um i wasn't sure if my computer was weird or not when it started i was like what no it was 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 definitely a lower quality like b b movie i guess it was made very cheaply but it made a decent amount of money back um worldwide so yeah i wanted to do this because we're doing these fun spinoff episodes and i said what can we do for thanksgiving like i don't even know but i thought of this movie because I, I was like oh wait katie holmes was in a movie where she's like making thanksgiving dinner for her family and yeah so that's why i said let's do this but before we uh get into the movie i was gonna ask you guys if you had anything special or like any good memories you have of any thanksgivings that you've had in the past like anything i thought it'd be fun to share instead of doing like our regular catch-up food <laughs> well yeah food is a big part of thanksgiving food is the food. best part you need the pumpkin pie and the cheesecake and the stuffing and the turkey and the green bean casserole and ah food just all of the food i don't really care about the family get-togethers or <laughs> The history behind Thanksgiving. I just want the food. So sure. I go in <laughs> for the stuffing and the mashed potatoes. Yes, and mashed potatoes. pretty much all the sides. Like I do like the turkey, but that is not the main event for me. It is the sides. Mm-hmm. It just so. makes you sleepy. So as soon as you start eating that, you know you're on a like a clock. You know, yeah. <laughs> you got a timer ticking down, and you're going to take a nap soon. So that's like one of the last things you eat. Give me everything else, and then I'll eat the turkey. And then you got the leftover turkey. That's probably my favorite part because then yeah. I make sandwiches for a week straight, and it's fantastic. Speaking of sandwiches, this is what I wanted to vent about <laughs> that I told you. <laughs> okay, every year Starbucks comes out with their holiday panini, which is just a panini with turkey stuffing and like a cranberry 
temporary type of thing. And they discontinued it. And I am devastated because it oh. would never feel like the Christmas. <laughs> Stephen is like, you guys oh, don't that's have sad. Wawa, right? <laughs> you don't have Wawa. So no. oh, yeah. we Wawa get the turkey bowls. And oh. the tur- we get turkey bowls. And it's literally stuffing and mashed potatoes and turkey and gravy. Well, no. Maybe. They have the gobbler, too. The gobblers. Yeah, the they gobbler. have those, too. Yeah. It's like a sandwich. It's like all that stuff. Oh, but it's I love all that stuff that. on a sandwich instead of in a bowl. I get the bowl because it's messy otherwise but yeah uh yeah a lot of bread too yes just give me the bowl give me the stuff because you know the stuffing and the the roll (laughs) i just am sad because it never like once i had one i knew it was christmas i know i'm sad um can we can we do like a hashtag bring it back Starbucks? You <laughs> know, like <laughs> they won't. <laughs> they won't do it. They also discontinued the eggnog latte, um, which I don't know if you guys like that or not. But it was like big the only person. holiday drink that I loved from them. I could be persuaded to try eggnog if there's a lot of liquor in it. Okay. <laughs> I used to make eggnog all the time when I was a kid make because it. we made we learned how to make it in home ec class, and then. I would make it all the time and I don't even remember how to do it now, but my my brother, me and my brother would drink it and like, I would put it in the blender and whatever the hell went in it. But that's how I was with chocolate mousse. Once I learned how to make that in middle school, I was making it every week. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. That's like what it was. (laughs) I was like, we got a lot of eggnog to go through. (laughs) I did that with homemade cookies. As soon as you start making homemade cookies, it's like, I don't have enough flour. I need enough this. I need enough yeah. that. I'm just going to make, I'll never go back to the pre-done dough where you just scoop it out and plop oh, it on a It's on so a easy to bake cookies. You know? It's so oh, easy to do that. I do the, the squares where it's The like, squares. Yeah. And then I roll them though. So they come out round. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the ones with the like, the like tubes. They're like the sugar cookies with the designs. Oh, yeah. on them, And you just like cut them and, and put oh, them yeah. on those. Those are fine. Yes. <laughs> Those are good. Unless I'm in a pinch, then I'll buy like the big tub and then it's just cookie dough all day. And then I, I would have just to there and eat it. I would literally just there and eat it. I wouldn't even bake it. You got to be yeah. careful with that. They, they say it's bad because, you know, egg and egg. Okay. vanilla. But I mean, it's so good. How can you not? You know, who I want to bake. Spoon? I want to bake. Um, I made these pumpkin muffins like years ago. And um, I went food shopping the other day and they had like canned pumpkin on sale. And I was like, you know what? It was like it was like five for like two dollars. I was like, I don't need all oh this. Oh my god, fucking what a deal pumpkin. though. <laughs> I know. And I had my niece and she's ship like, just get it. <laughs> Even I want some. If you make it, I'll take some. Well, I'll I'm gonna them. make them, right, but I wanna make them with um with cream cheese in the middle somehow. I yep, I want some. Anything. Make some for Jamie. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to ship them yeah, to We'll your have house. to ship some to Lauren too. Yeah. I don't think it'll make it. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. The shipping will be like a hundred dollars to send the food. I don't know, Jamie. We've talked um um <laughs> forgot your name, Lauren. We've talked about <laughs> shipping before. <laughs> Let me say what my favorite holiday uh oh, Thanksgiving exactly. memory is. Which is <laughs> um <laughs> so I remember I have a lot. Like I I remember like making like our first turkey, like when we lived together, we made like a really good dinner last year during COVID because we weren't going anywhere. So we baked, um, well, I, I made everything. Justin really like took care of like the turkey, but we like brined it and all this stuff. It was crazy. And um, it's crazy. The brining yeah. process was just so I was crazy. like, 
I, thought I don't even gonna, know what that is. I thought it was going to break the shelf <laughs> of, the, of the fridge. It's literally wait, just wait. like for oh, those look. of us that have no clue what you're saying, let's let's clue our listeners in. <laughs> it's just like Describe you. It. Um, it's just like it makes the skin taste good, right? I <laughs> guess. I don't know. I don't know. Justin wanted to do it, so it was water and like apple cider vinegar and like all these seasonings. And you just like let it sit overnight in the, we put it in like a big pot and like put it in the fridge and then you have to like pat it all off and you, then you like cook it, but it's supposed to do something with, you're right. With like the skin. I don't know. Yeah. Like Chick-fil-A brine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like their chicken juice. with pickle juice. Um, <laughs> like if that, Is that what they do. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I've heard. It's so good. I know. <laughs> I have like I shouldn't even eat there because I hear all this stuff about how they're like homophobic and they like donate to all these like terrible organizations and but I like we literally had it like I think two weeks ago like I don't know help it when it's so good it's so as long as you're eating it Stephen I'll eat it once you stop I'll stop all right I don't think it's it's the owner of the company or the founder or something but. That was like no. years ago. I don't even know how. No, it was very recent. They're like they're, they're really like strongly religious. Couple. They're yeah. more well. They're, I mean, they're, they're closed too. on Sundays, so they're obviously very religious. Yes. Um. It's. I don't know. Have you had their salad? I've <laughs> never had, had their salad. Okay. okay. I never get fast food salads, but one day my coworker got one, and it was amazing so i got my own it's so big they put so much stuff in it and you really? get like the chicken tenders in there amazing oh my god maybe i'll get one next time i go yeah, have you ever had their breakfast can we talk no about i've never okay. had that either they oh, discontinued the spicy chicken breakfast sandwich and i am devastated this happened really? years ago yes no <laughs> anything I, I like goes away <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i don't i never try i don't even think i i Look, I don't normally do like the spicy oh, yeah. on fast food stuff, but okay. Stephen, it's their their chicken, which is delicious, on a biscuit, which is buttery and oh my god! And then you get tater tots, and then I always get oh. chocolate. <laughs> their tater oh tots are so good. They're like tiny little tater tots. They're like little baby is it a big sandwich? Or are they small? No, it's it's. Like no, it's a normal size sandwich and a giant biscuit that like crumbles and it's I'm you know doing I always say I'm gonna get up early and like go get breakfast for myself on like a Saturday because Justin goes to work early on Saturdays and I'm just like mm, maybe I'll get up and like go do that and then I never do but now like maybe I'll do this on Saturday if, okay. if the Chick-fil-A wasn't 30 minutes away from my house I oh, would insane. do it too but that's it's too crazy. far away yeah it's not that far from me I think it's like not even 10 minutes but yeah it's, but they were delivering for a while and we literally had nothing to eat here and I really wanted it and I was gonna put like a delivery through but they they stopped delivering and oh. they were doing DoorDash and like I don't trust DoorDash so I didn't do it and I was like well I guess I'm not having it now so I had a salad <laughs> I was so upset <laughs> what a turn of I was so mad I was like I really wanted this and to appreciate how we went from Thanksgiving yeah. to turkey to a turkey bowl to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah, this is what happens. Stephen on this eating podcast. a sad salad. <laughs> this is why our podcast is three hours long. <laughs> yeah, but it's fine. It's fine. I don't care. And if you don't like it, don't listen to it. 
then fast forward. If your mouth isn't talk. watering right now, listening to us talk about food, then I, there's something wrong with you. Okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I really wish that Chick Fil A was super close right now because I'm salivating oh right now. I have it like really three is so near good. Me. You really have three near you, Jesus. I think so. Like there's one. I'm moving out to where Lauren is because that's just in my neighborhood. They just built an in and out like right down the street. Oh, we don't have that near us at Uh, all. It's going to be crazy because I think we have one in Aurora and then they just built another one in Thornton, which that doesn't mean anything to you guys, but it's like an hour away from each other. Um, And then I heard they're going to build a third one like 30 minutes from me. Um, but all of them are packed always. Like anytime you go, it's like a two, three hour wait. What? I haven't even gone since they've opened. But if you like pre-order on your phone and then just do a pickup. Oh, did they do that? I should do that. (laughs) I don't know. I've never had it. Uh, There's an app. (laughs) We don't have them here. Every time you order, either you go into the drive-thru, they can scan it, you get points. I could probably feed my entire office right now with how many points that I've racked up from Chick-fil-A. Oh There's an, get the app, okay? Oh, yeah, I do. Th- that's what I do with yeah. the app. But, like, I'll just usually just go in and just order it because I feel like it's yeah nicer. well I mean for if she's that busy, I wonder if they'll they'll do that where you can pre-order and then, you know. Oh, yeah. You just, I'm you gonna just go look and see up. if they have an app. <gasps> they don't. I guessed because that was a lo- they ha- there's an in and out locator app so you could just find one. Oh well, you see I don't know much about in and out. The Chick Fil A definitely <laughs> <That's useless>. does. <laughs> I love that. Chick Fil A. I know. So anyway, back to my Thanksgiving thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we made like a ton of stuff last year, and we brought like a ton of stuff to my grandparents because they live like right up the street. And um, I don't know which what we're doing this year, but. I remember this one Thanksgiving, um, I was in high school. I was probably a freshman. I think I was a freshman. And my mom, I don't even think she was like, I, they didn't even like really like start cooking because I remember we were like going to the football game for like, cause our, this, the high school I went to, we always have like a rivalry football game with like the other high school. And like my sister was like cheering and like, it was just a, thing that we did so i was like i haven't i didn't wake up and smell like dad making the stuffing because he i would always every thanksgiving i just have this like memory of smelling all those like seasonings of like my dad making yeah it makes me like feel like really um it gives me like butterflies when i think about it um but like that wasn't happening and i was like are we not having dinner (laughs) because it started to get later and later and i was like there's no turkey and my mom must have just have been like over it. I don't know. And she just didn't tell you guys. No, like I don't. I don't know. I was just like going along with like I don't. I was like in my own world all the time when I was a kid. So I I just noticed that dinner wasn't being made and like nothing was going on in the kitchen. And like we went to the football game and then we came back and my mom was like, "I'm not cooking dinner. I'm not doing it this year. I'm done. I'm tired. We're just gonna go out." And we went to fucking Denny's. And I was like, my coworker Denny's. Like, I mean, it's it's normal. It's there's like nothing wrong with yeah. it. But I always remember going to Denny's for this Thanksgiving when I was in high school, and I was so disappointed. I was so sad. I was like, this is so depressing because we were sitting in this like little booth in Denny's, and you know, you get like their Thanksgiving special, whatever it is. Because I'm like, I'm not gonna eat a cheeseburger at Denny's on Thanksgiving, <laughs> and like it was just very very sad. I just remember being it being. That's not even a good memory, but I just, I just really remember. <laughs> it's just memory. one you'll never forget. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. 
I um, get that though, because it's a work, man. It is a lot of work to put like some but, people for like days to prepare for one dinner. That I don't understand. Like I did, I did a lot of stuff the night before. Like if you're having like a giant party for people, yeah, or dinner, that's different. But like it was just me and him, and I knew exactly what I wanted. And if you're organized and you know what you need, it's not going to be like this like big ordeal. Plus, I don't know. I don't. I, I hate when people are like, "I've been cooking for days," and I'm like, "Well, that sounds like a problem." <laughs> like, I don't no, know what to tell you. <laughs> I agree with you because, and granted, like, it, I was just cooking for myself and one other person, so I can't like talk about hosting a party or a dinner. But at the start of the pandemic, I was trying to buy meat. And Mm -hmm. I could not find anything except a very small turkey. And so I was like, well, I guess we're having Thanksgiving (laughs) in May or whatever, March. Um, And so I made a small Thanksgiving dinner and like it did take the day, but like it didn't take days. No. Yeah. Like there's so much prep you can do the the day before. Yeah. Like I make sweet potatoes. You just boil them the night before and then you just like do everything the day of. I don't know. It's just, it's not that. It's probably the desserts that really do it because you can't really do your desserts and the dinner at the same time because you need your oven unless you're one of those fortunate souls that have double ovens. And if you do, I hate you very much as I say it with a smile, but, um, if you're making like multiple multiple dishes that require your stove you're either starting really early in the morning or probably a day or yeah. two ahead of time depending on how many desserts you're making um that makes but sense. Uh, yeah it, it all comes down to probably how much how many people how many mouths are you feeding you know yeah well last year i made a new dish which i was very excited about i did this okay. um i don't remember where i even found it but I think it was on like TikTok or something, but it's like a <laughs> cornbread stuffing and it's literally like cream, a can of cream corn, a can of regular corn, cornbread mix, um, butter, some like seasoning and sour cream. And you just mix it all together and bake it. And it turns into this like, th- like this cornbread stuffing, but there's like, you know, corn in it. And like, I'm not even like a huge corn person. Um, what about the band? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not a corn. <laughs> no. Well, I am okay. <laughs> I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm talking about corn with a C. <laughs> not corn with a C. I get it. <laughs> um, but it turned out really good, and we were eating it like all week, and I was so impressed with that. And I always buy it now, oh. like the stuff to make it. Like I have everything in my cabinet to make it, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna make that cornbread stuffing that we had on Thanksgiving, and literally, like, Thanksgiving's coming up. Maybe I should make this because I have to bring a dish to my sisters. Um, yeah, it's so easy. I don't know. I'll send you the it recipe. Sounds good. It yeah. sounds good. I, I get like that with, with banana bread. <laughs> oh my God. I made so much banana bread in the beginning of the pandemic oh and God, I, made I made it so many different ways. It's, and then it's I got so tired of it. Hard because it's no me and Terry are here and he oh. doesn't eat fruit. So I got to eat this whole bushel <laughs> of bananas and I can't eat them all. Well, you, can, you can freeze them, Jamie. And then you can yeah, just they turn use them. brown. I don't eat no, them. No, that's when you're supposed to use them when they turn brown. I understand that. But when you put them in the freezer, they still turn. <laughs> no, but so. that's when you can use them when you. So when they turn brown like that, that's when you can use them to make the banana bread. Well, I wait. I'll just eat the bananas until they start to turn and then I won't touch them. You just said you have a big bushel of bananas to eat. (laughs) (laughs) 
So we save those and put them in the freezer and then make banana bread later. Jamie, this sounds very complicated. You're making things so much harder on yourself, Jamie. You're making it harder. Do you want to know why? Why? Because I don't know how many I'm going to eat. So I leave it out and I just cover the tops, you know, so that they they last a little longer. And then I eat them until I'm done or until I get to the point where they start to bruise because a little bit of brown and they get soft. I won't touch it. I got a weird texture issue. I can't do it. I'll eat it. <laughs> I'll eat it. Well, I have my bananas, okay. but I'm just gonna put them in a bread instead. Of- <laughs> I have an important question. Do you would you rather eat like I don't know what's your I- ideal like color of a banana to eat? Because I like mine a little a little green. Oh no, okay. that's not even. I don't mind them green because they're they're kind of sweet. I don't I don't mind them a little bit green, but yeah, yellow. But as soon as as soon as they start to get soft, I'm done. We'll post yeah, a picture of our ideal bananas on the Instagram <laughs> yeah. so everybody can see. But I with no just... caption, no, no context. No just context. Posted. Just three different types of bananas. Yeah. And tag each other. Um, Stephen, Jamie, and Lauren. And it'll be like, Lauren's is the most ripe at, or not even ripe at all. Yeah. Uh, Jamie's is like just ripe. And Stephen is just like overly ripe to the that point. That makes me want to die care. that you Bush. eat it like that. He just likes a Oh, I won't eat it if it's like. We'll really just give like, you a spoon. Like, just... m- like wet. and It, it won't yeah. be applesauce. It'll be banana no. sauce. <laughs> no, I look. Anyway, look, I made a lot of banana <laughs> bread and I bought this little <laughs> bunt pan and I was using the Bon Appetit recipe. So I started, um, I would put chocolate <laughs> chips in it, but then I would also, I started doing sugar in the raw on top and like oh. let let it bake. And it gives it like a crispy sort of like sweet top to it. It's so good. And then you just slice it. And I always like to put like a little bit of butter on it. So God, so God. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we we're still talking about food? Clearly we're all hungry. I know. All right. <laughs> yes. Well, that's that's basically my Thanksgiving. I just I just really love the holiday. I like it because it's, you know, you're <laughs> for the food, like we said, you know, you're having like a really good meal. I just like the holiday season. I can't believe it's already yes. happening. Like it'll be Christmas before you know it. I went to Target over the weekend and I saw Christmas stuff and I got so emotional. Well, because Christmas reminds me of my mom um. and what we used to work together overnight at Kmart. And um, I used to do like holiday time and stuff with her. So we always did it around like at Christmas was like when we did the overnights and stuff. So like I spent a lot of time with my mom working with her at the store. And so now like whenever I see Christmas or I'm like in that area of the store, I just immediately get emotional. And I I told Justin when I came home, I was like, I went to Target and I got so sad. And he was like, was there Christmas stuff? And I was like, yes. like it's so weird but it's normal it's It's not weird that's lovely though that like i don't know just a whole season makes you think of her yeah what was her it was like her thing she like she loves putting up the tree she just it was weird like as we got older she wasn't very much like um we're all you're all coming over and we're doing this it was just very much like you know we're gonna have dinner if you want to come it's fine but she was always working but i feel like now because the store isn't open anymore i feel like it would be a lot different now if she was still here that we would probably all be at my parents house um but like i just remember and we're getting into christmas now but like i always remember like going uh we would go to justin's mom's on christmas eve and like be there and then like my mom would still be up late and she'd be like wrapping presents and we'd come over like super late 
and she'd be and we would just like hang out in like the house and you know and then it was like christmas the next day and then we'd see them the next morning because my sister always has breakfast but i don't know it just uh the holidays are just important to me because it just reminds me of my mom and it's very sentimental so (laughs) i love that you are starting to feel the like holiday i don't uh fear it (laughs) that's the word i am not (laughs) i don't i don't know this this year I mean, we just started this year, but like the last like two years, I just have not been in the Christmas spirit. I really Hi. haven't. I'm stuck in fall and I don't, I don't, it's not the same. I don't know. Well, it's still it's like fall, the, Jamie. The it's magic not- of the holiday is gone for me. I don't. It's I, not Christmas yet. You can still enjoy fall. I know. I oh, Trust me, I am. I'm not I planning to these decorations away anytime <laughs> soon, but I just. I don't, I don't know. I, it's, it's already November. December is literally right around the corner. We're going to blink and it's going to be Christmas upon us. And I am not prepared. <laughs> yeah. I just feel mm-hmm. like by the time I start to feel prepared, it's, I'm like three months behind. Yeah. It, and then yeah. it's over. Um, it's just, I don't know. It was more exciting when you're a kid. And I just, I feel like yeah. I've, I've, lost, I've lost the magic. Well, Christmas yeah. is a kid's holiday, but like. I want to be a kid again. I know. <laughs> I feel like this pandemic has really just made me very nostalgic and uh, like not being around people as much. And mm-hmm. like, cause I'm not going to like fucking parties and stuff. Cause I don't want to be around like a ton of people. Yeah. And Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> no, like, and I'm just very aware of whatever, but like I, I do miss like going to holiday parties. Like our friend, his parents always throw like a big party for Christmas and we would always go and just we would always be around like our friends and our friend, Jen, her family always threw parties on Christmas. And like, we haven't done it in a couple of years now, but I don't know. I just, you know, I wasn't going to do Christmas last year either because of the pandemic, but I said, I like, I should, I want to be like, I don't want this just to be like depressing and miserable. Like, yeah, you know, so I still like did stuff and I enjoyed it. Like I put lights up around my window and as soon as I did, I got like so excited. <laughs> I was like, I'm like something about lights. It just like flips the switch in yeah. me. And I just love it. I love Christmas. Maybe I, that's what I need to do. I just need yeah. to decorate. I told you to put lights Honestly, around your desk or your thing. I'm going, I'm going to do um, it. Get a I tree for that room. Actually, I have a little black one. A what? Yes. Yeah. A black desk tree. I didn't know what you're And I also about. have a white one. I have a black one and a white one. Ooh. Oh, we got the black one's new. The black one is new. Uh, that was a gift. And then I have the white one that I use for work. But since we're not in the office, yeah. it's going in here. <laughs> all right. I'm a little bit excited now. Good. See, I'm that's glad. all it took. I just need ideas. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Just don't put so much pressure on yourself about it either. And don't think, don't think ahead so much. Just Enjoy the moment. You know what I mean? But the issue, Stephen, is the gift giving. Because if I don't think about it, then I procrastinate. And then if I procrastinate, I'm rushing for the last week. (laughs) Oh, I was going to say what I do is throughout the year, anytime like I see anything that I think someone would like, I put it in a notes app. So then when Christmas rolls around, I have ideas. Because when Christmas comes up, I'm like, I have no idea what to get anyone. Yeah, I'm the same way. And it just. I have a wish list on Amazon for that. Yes. Yes, that works too. So I don't know. It's just hard though. Cause some years I'm like, I don't know what to buy anyone. Yeah. Me and Justin are getting like that now. Like we, like I literally, he even says to me, he goes, I don't know what to get you anymore. Cause you literally just buy yourself whatever you want. And 
you know, he's the same way. And I'm like, there's only so many fucking tarot cards I can get you. And like, <laughs> you don't need any more. So I always, we always go the route with like, I know the things he needs. And so, you know, like I'll get him like a bunch of hoodies or like socks and underwear. Cause he fucking, he always needs socks and underwear. What about expanding from tarot? Not by much, but like, um, they have a lot of really pretty art, uh, yeah. from the cards that they, they blow them up that you can put them on the have, wall jamie my my still? apartment my apartment looks like a fucking tarot den okay oh all right well i'm trying to think of ideas man i'm just trying to help <laughs> so the um the movie <laughs> the movie yeah the movie right? so <laughs> the movie. <laughs> so yeah so i thought it would be fun to do this movie for thanksgiving it's not like the most upbeat movie it's not like this like hilarious comedy it's not a horror movie it's just a really real realistic movie about family and relationships and uh a girl trying to make amends i guess with her family and her dying mother and um i think i thought it was a really sweet movie and i i really appreciated it now more than i did back then i like i got it this time when i watched it you know and I really think it's one of Katie Holmes' best performances. And I think maybe people didn't take it seriously back then or her seriously back then because she wasn't playing her, the typical like character that she would play. Mm-hmm. But when I watched it, I said, well, she was taking chances. I know back then she was taking a lot of chances with roles and she was trying to get out of that Joey Potter mold. So doing this was so far removed from Joey Potter. So I, I like that she did this role and took this role and changed so much about herself. Me and too. I didn't, oh, and I didn't see hair. Joey Potter. Yeah. And I didn't see Joey Potter when I watched it. I, I, I love the hair, the streak. <laughs> she had chat, tattooed cherries under her, on her neck. You know, I'm like, the, she was wearing the jelly bracelets that I, you know, also wore. Yeah. That time frame. So I was like, oh, I never tried to do the twisty thing up with the finger, but I tried like these other. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, you know, so I, I I understood. I understood her character. Yeah, I um, I just really liked it. But I'll get into some stuff about the movie first before we start. So it was released on November 28th, 2003. It was written and directed by Peter Hedges. This was his first um direct this was his directorial debut so he had written what's eating gilbert grape did you ever hear that movie? Uh, i love it that's yeah. a book by the way <laughs> <laughs> now i'm second guessing myself but i'm pretty confident that's a book <laughs> he wrote that right. yeah and he wrote his most recent film was a movie called what about ben with julia roberts have you seen that or mm-hmm. heard of it what is it what about ben it sounds familiar but i'm not sure oh yeah no there it is it uh so in case you're interested, Well, Seeding Gilbert Grape was a novel by Peter Hedges and it was published in 91. Yeah. When I perfect. was born. <laughs> I was one. <laughs> I was 11. <laughs> uh, so the movie was filmed in 16 days on a budget of $300,000 and it was produced through a small production company called Indigent. I think that's how you say it. Or it's Indigent. Indigent? I'm not sure. Um, but it was shot indigent? digitally. It's I N D I G E N T. Indigent. I want to say it's indigent. I don't know. We trust you. Indignant. <laughs> it was shot digitally with uh, handheld cameras, and the two locations they used the house 
and the apartment building, they only had one day to use. So he used certain areas of the apartment, yeah, the apartment complex. The way he filmed it was like he used two cameras so that they didn't have, they could only do one take um, so that he wasn't having to do like reshoots and stuff because they were, they were under a time limit. Um, So I said it was made for $300,000 and it earned $3.2 million worldwide. Um, Good for them. Yeah, I think that's a really good uh, uh, payoff. But yeah. the the writer was only paid, or the writer-director was only paid $10 to write the film and $10 to direct the film. And $10? Mm-hmm, so he, he made a total of $20 to do the film. But the actors made between $100 and $200 per day uh, to star in the film. But I think they made money on the back end. They, they had to have deals with, like, the money that they God bless you with the money they made on the film because it's his first time directing i would be like 20 dollars to like make yeah. a movie but i don't know things were different back then he probably thought it was like such an opportunity to do and he had such a great cast like why not just do it you know it premiered at sundance film festival and patricia clarkson who plays joy the mother uh she was nominated for uh best supporting actress at the Oscars and the Golden Globes that year and like numerous other film or um, numerous other um, awards. So was the, um, the director. He was nominated for a bunch of stuff. Katie Holmes was not nominated for anything. And I think that was the whole reason why she did the film, because I think maybe it would, you know, obviously try to help her get out of that Dawson's Creek mold. So yeah, the um the actress that played her mom, I recognized her right away. She's in like one of my favorite movies. God, what is uh, it? Easy A? Huh? Is it Easy A? <laughs> no, no, it's um. You said Patricia, Patricia Clarkson. Yeah, so she is in Simply Irresistible, which is a Sarah Michelle Gellar. Oh, oh yeah, and I loved her. I loved her so much. Every time I see her, I'm just like, she's got you all twisted up in your underwear, and that's all I think about. It's so. She's and now actress. I want to go watch it. Yeah. Um, How many people know about Simply Irresistible? It's such a good movie. I so know. Good. It's, it's underrated too, yeah. but it's it's great because it's magic and food and it's there's Sarah a crab Michelle Taylor. It. <laughs> a huh? There's crab. a crab. Yes. There is a magic crab. <laughs> God yeah. about him. I hope he's doing crab. okay. <laughs> oh, he's been cooked. <laughs> um so uh fun backstory well it's not really fun but the (laughs) director was writing the script eight or nine years before the film was released so his mother was diagnosed with cancer and while she was diagnosed she encouraged him to keep writing the film like keep pursuing the 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 screenplay um but not only uh until after she passed away did he start taking it seriously and he says that the relationship between the mother and April aren't based on his real life. There are pieces of the film that he did base on his real life mother, but it's not based on his life personally. There's the scene where she's in the back of the car talking about um, Smack Daddy. Yeah. He said that's a straight conversation that he had with his mom while she was sick in the hospital, but it wasn't about Smack Daddy. It was about Barry White the singer Barry White. Um, And the movie was also based on a true story about a bunch of friends um, trying to have their first Thanksgiving in Manhattan, but they were using somebody's um, apartment to 
cook and have their party or whatever. But they realized that the oven didn't work and they had to go around that complex asking for um, help to cook the turkey. So I thought that was funny. But um, that's the last piece of information I have. Impressive. Yeah, like I think it's a really well-made film. I mean, there are parts, like you said, that are like, you're like, you don't know what's going on, but yeah. it, but you get the gist of it, you know? It makes it makes sense later for the most part. I still have no idea what her boyfriend does for a living or where he goes or who he yeah. meets up with. But um, I think that's really- the point of it, though. Yeah, yeah, because well, we're kind of but- coming in the middle. Yeah, of this whole thing. Yeah, it was it was a little bit confusing because at one point I think they her parents or her family made a comment about you know drugs and stuff and then the the dealer that she was living with or dating at one point. So I don't think her new boyfriend is into that. But no. he's super sweet. Um, I loved him. Oh, yeah. He was him. my he favorite was trying to. He was trying to always, you know, make make everything better. Like, oh, this yeah. is going to be great. This is the first time I'm meeting your family. Everything's going to be awesome. I've bought all this stuff for Thanksgiving. Let's make the food. And um, yeah. he's trying to make it really special because he knows that they have a lot of issues. Right. Yeah. And it felt like he was doing it more for her than the family. Like, obviously, yeah, it's for the family. But it's just so, like, she could feel good about what they were doing and i loved that she was ready to not get out of bed and he's like nope and he threw her in the shower which like (laughs) that would be hard to come back from and not be mad about like you you literally just threw me in the shower but yeah well i think it's good a lot about their relationship because you can tell that they really do genuinely like each other and i think she probably that was like something maybe like she was so used to that's something he would do but he was like pushing her you know like yeah, yeah. Up, you're, you're not gonna day. be a depressed person hiding in your yeah. bedroom in this bed you're gonna get up your family's coming this afternoon and we're cooking food and it's like seven something yeah. in the morning <laughs> yeah and he yeah. was being like fun and kind about it it wasn't yeah. like come on let's just do this it was like and get it know. over with he it's, was gentle know, it's like this fun yeah yeah right. yeah so like we just started talking about like how She's getting up on Thanksgiving. She doesn't want to get up. Her boyfriend, Bobby, um, played by uh, Derek Luke. He's like pushing her like, you know, get up. We have to do this. This is your big day. And she's resisting. And they have like a fun like play back and forth until, like you said, he throws her in the shower and she finally like wakes up and you see him go in the kitchen and get out a turkey. And you're you start to realize, oh, okay while they're making dinner it's like thank it's thanksgiving i mean that's Mm -hmm. the first thing i think of when i think of turkey thanksgiving so he pulls out the turkey and then he's calling for her and she's just sitting there still on the like sitting in the bathroom just waiting and she's like and he's like come on like we have to start doing this and she's like i'm coming i'm on my way i'm coming have you ever been like that gotten like that where you're like here i come yeah yeah you're just like (laughs) But you're like dreading it and you're and you made these plans to do this. But now the day of you're like, I don't want to fucking do this. And that's sort all of, of us antisocial people understand. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> all, all of us people that don't really like to socialize. <laughs> yeah, I totally I totally got thing. it. Totally um, understand. We can all relate to that. <laughs> so I, also, I should say that Katie Holmes is playing. Her name is April Burns. Um, which is by why the movie is called Pieces of April. So, oh yeah, so we see that an alarm goes off. It's seven oh one a.m. and there's um, a man laying across the bed, and um, he gets up and he starts asking where Joy is. And it's Oliver Platt. He's playing her father. 
um, Jim and Joy is played by Patricia Clarkson, which is April's mother. So he's looking all around the house. He opens up the bedroom door to the other daughter, Beth, and she screams because she's getting dressed at seven o'clock in the morning. The timing is what threw me off. But then I was yeah. like, well, they have to drive to get yeah. to her house. But and I was never where established live. where they were coming from either because I'm not sure. But a lot of it, by the end of it, it was so inconsequential because I was like, well, I guess it doesn't matter. It's sort of like us understanding they're going to have a long drive ahead of them. And she's starting the cooking early because my first thought was uh, she's cooking that turkey now. Like she should have started that at least last night because it's going to take a while to cook. But like they're starting so early. I mean, that was my first thought about the turkey. Maybe they like realized the time. Oh, yeah. Well, some people are, too, because uh, my family, we usually, by Thanksgiving, food's usually out by 2 o'clock, 1 or 2. See, I think yeah. it's so early. Really? Ours yeah. is, like, noon-ish, typically. <laughs> but, like, my niece, she has, like, a rotate for a little FYI, she's, like, rotating schedule with her parents because they're not together. So, like, she comes over at, like, noon, so we just do then and then she has to go to her dad's at like four so I house hop too so I (laughs) totally understand it yep I house hop too um but yeah so Terry's family is usually like five or six but my mom's is like one or two so I can stop one and then go to the other but we've always done it kind of early because we take into consideration especially when we have more family members coming that they're probably going to be going to other people's houses it's not just a one-stop shop it's you know Right. Uh, I got to go here. I'm going to eat dinner and then I'm going to go over here and I'm going to have dessert and then, you know, whatever. So um, I totally understand them starting that early. I didn't realize how early it was until yeah. like eight o'clock happened. We saw a clock at eight and our alarm went off again. And I'm like, oh, wow, it's it's early. <laughs> um, but we always just end up just doing one of our family members and that's it. And then I'm like, well, for Christmas, we're, we'll go do that. We'll go to my family's or whatever. It's never okay. like, I'm not, I'm done to making all these trips, but um, yeah, that's yeah, so that's much changed. Nicer. Yeah. That's, so yeah. Wait, we're coins now. Like, all right, what well, holiday are we going to whose family? And when I start my own family, everybody's coming to me because I'm not driving <laughs> with a toddler like, <laughs> or a newborn, whatever. I just not doing it. New baby. Everybody's coming to me, you know, yeah, one day. Down the line. We established it pretty early on, like what we were doing, but oh, it I always like just that. works out. I remember <laughs> I'll get back into the movies. I remember one Thanksgiving we did, we did cook a bunch of food and I, and I said for like my sister and her girlfriend at the time to come over. And I hated her girlfriend. Her girlfriend was so <laughs> annoying. I didn't even want her to come over. Um, but she just invited herself and my friend Aubrey came and it was my brother and my sister-in-law. And um, we're just sitting there eating and it was early. It was probably like, probably like three o'clock. Cause I, I knew like we did have something else to do, but it was like a long time ago, but um, she came over and we, she ate real quick. And then she like literally got up to leave and she was like, tell my sister, like, well, uh, we got to be at my family's in like an yeah. hour so we got to go i said you can go i was like nobody even invited you and my sister got so mad at me i was like well it's true i was like you just got here and you ate and now you want to leave and yeah. justin was like <laughs> if you're gonna house hop it has to be fair yeah. um because that was always a struggle in my relationship my last relationship where it was like 
we would argue about like spending time and we got good about it towards the end where it's like, okay, we'll spend three hours at your parents' house and then three hours at my parents' house and then we're going home. Yeah. Exactly. It is. Yeah. That's something that's really, really important because uh, you don't want to do one over the other more so because it's yeah. not fair. It's not it's right. Not you know right. what I mean? And it's always the guy's family that you're there longer. I don't know why. It is. It is. <laughs> well, I would just much rather go to Justin's family anyway because his mom's a really good cook. But, I love that. but like I said, it's different now than it was when we were kids because it's just my dad and my dad I'll just usually go to like one of my siblings and then they'll be like you you know you come over here like you're invited like we're always invited over like one of my siblings but whatever um it's not even just that though I don't know how people could eat so much food and then rush out the door like you gotta roll me out man you know what I mean I know I can't move too much I'm going into coma like yes every year my ex would not plan accordingly because typically we would go to his family's house first and he would eat like seconds and thirds and I would have like the tiniest (laughs) plate and I would feel guilty because I'm like okay well I'm gonna go eat a second meal or like I would save certain like sides and stuff that I knew I would want to eat at my parents house yeah so like I just I I I don't know you gotta plan there's a lot of planning planning (laughs) when you're in a couple you gotta take into consideration traffic (laughs) yeah and 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 all of that too so like if I leave here now (laughs) we'll get at house a in an hour and a half well, there for three hours, and then it'll take us, you know, another hour to get from house A to house B, and then we gotta do three hours just to get back home. So, what about no, if you have to go to the bathroom between? Like, that's a problem too. Jesus, oh yeah, like, uh, eating all that. Ugh. Uh, that's why I'm like, I'm not going to all these houses. <laughs> I know. I think as you get older, though, it's easier to not go. I don't know because I still spend it with my family, but now like it's changing because my. Jamie, you mentioned this, how people would have to come to you, but my sister has seven kids. So now we go to her house. Yeah. It's easier for everybody to go to that house than to load seven kids, you know, into a van or, you know, whatever, whatever vehicle you're driving and then cart them from place to place. It's just, and it's like two toddlers and a baby too. Yeah. That's a big deal. I'd be like, no, it's fine. (laughs) Yeah. They tried to do you. Yes. They tried to do their own like without us. And it just made her sad because we all still had Thanksgiving together and so then we're like, okay. It makes you feel left out. Nobody yeah. wants to feel out. I know. Just because uh-huh. you have kids, you're still part of the family, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Not you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we see the father, Jim. He's looking all over the house. He barges in on Beth's room. She hasn't seen her mother. He goes down to his son, Timmy's room, and he yells at him to knock first. And I couldn't figure out what Timmy was doing. I know he has like a thing with cameras and film. I think I, he was getting, I think he, what it looked like he was doing was he might have been loading his film can, like the film into the, okay. the camera. Yeah. At first like I thought he had a bong. And then I was like, <laughs> what? I, I couldn't tell. It was definitely camera. And I knew it was film too, because later when they are in the car, he lifts this yeah. entire bag of just rolls and rolls of film. Um, but I mean, you can kind of tell when you, if you get a really good look at his camera, but he looks like he was loading it and he was just uh, doing the first two uh, cranks to get right. it to oh the God, first shot. Disposable cameras. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got a couple cameras and stuff back here and over there, uh, all different kinds. I love, I love cameras. <laughs> 
you're funny, Jamie. <laughs> do you have any disposable ones? <laughs> not, uh, no, not anymore. But I, you might think this is funny. Um, film canisters. This is from 2008. Oh, no. I haven't gotten film. So I'm pretty sure that it's probably not good anymore if I were to get them developed. You but never know. I think Walgreens does it. I'll have to check. I think Walgreens might, CVS might. I'm sure they're good. They've probably just been sitting there. But these are used. Just do it. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. send it out now. What are you waiting for? <laughs> what are you waiting for? <laughs> you got to just go to the store and just do it. And be like, hey, I've got these these film canisters, and they're over 10 years old. So they probably get that <laughs> stuff all the time. I forgot the they existed, and I don't use my film camera anymore. So Who does? <laughs> I would if I had my own dark room. But, you know, <laughs> I think my own office is sufficient for now. <laughs> <laughs> a dark room in, in the basement you know <laughs> the next time we do our thing you're, you're in your dark room <laughs> Jamie why is it so dark and all I see is a red light I'm like oh well I'm developing photos right now of course you are <laughs> in the middle of a podcast <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> um, don't mind me if you hear this loud exhaust fumes from the chemical it's alright <laughs> not again Jamie come on <laughs> So, yeah, so Jim's looking all over the house and then he finally goes out to the garage and we see Joy sitting in the front seat of the station wagon and she's just staring, just staring like straight on. And then all of a sudden she moves her head and sort of like notices her husband standing there and she sort of like makes like a slight smile. And then he yells for the family to like, let's move it because we're like, she's already ready in the car waiting to leave she's like anxious she just i i don't know if she just wants to get the day over with or if she's anxious to see her daughter i don't know when i first saw this scene i thought okay she's anxious to go see her daughter uh i'm not gonna lie when you when the husband first wakes up and he's looking for her i thought she ran off because i don't know what's going on in this story at all And then when he finds her sitting in the car in a closed garage, I'm like, crap, she just killed herself. Like, she probably had things <laughs> off. Like, I thought she died. Yeah. She'd rather like, kill not. herself than go uh, <laughs> to her daughter's. Well, I'm like, they just stumbled into her and he's looking for her and he's getting panicky and he's going to the kids and now the kids are looking for her yes. and then they find her in the garage. Like, I honestly was concerned. I wasn't sure where this movie was going. Um, and then I'm like, oh, okay, they're all getting ready to leave. Because he's just staring at her for a second and she's not moving. And I'm pretty sure he was thinking, oh, did she die? You know, like, I really don't know what was happening. Um, But (laughs) I I swear then that's what I thought, too, though, once she like moved and we realized she wasn't dead, that she was excited to go see her daughter. And she's like ready to go. And uh, it doesn't seem to be the case as the movie progresses. Yeah, she's like really (laughs) trying through the whole movie. She's just really she's trying to make this so that it's not like how she's always been with April in the past. And there's even a scene later when Jim and Joy are are like under that underpass and, you know, Joy's saying like there, I don't have any good memories with her. Like I can't even think of any. And he says, well, that's why we're going to make this like a good memory. And um, you know, he says, she says, well, what if, what if we don't, what if it's not, what if it's not good? And he says, it, it will be, I, I told her it has to be. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, it's, the, well, what if it's not? And she's he's like, well, then I'll kill her. <laughs> I know, I laugh. I feel like a lot of her anxiety was coming from the fact that like, she is sick. And no. I think she's worried about having negative memories before she passes when she already yeah. has so few good memories. Oh, yeah. So it kind of, I think that's why she was avoiding it and being so weird, not because she didn't want to see April, but because of like the outcome in their relationship. So I thought it was 
interesting to see that struggle. She was definitely yeah. driven with her need to, I'm short on time and I need to, you know, have better memories, but it really bothered me a little bit while they were having this, this conversation under that overpass and the, you know, in the, in, the ro- in the middle of a road um, where they, they didn't have any memories. And at first I'm like, not even when she was born, like, are you that angry no. because you had her when you were young and you just right from the get go, just, you couldn't connect to your child or is there something deeper that's happening? So, um, and then there was mention about like her past and like the, the, the boyfriend thing. And this is, I guess she just kind of went through this rebellious stage, but I don't know. We don't know anything about their, Nothing. their parents, anything. Yeah. We don't that's what I too. We no, have no anything. flashes. So Nothing. exactly. We, we have no idea if, if she's rebelling like a normal teenager and you know, they're very stuck up like mom or whatever. And they just, they didn't know how to handle her. And that's why it just got worse and worse. Or, you know, was this, was there a trip tipping point where she just kind of went off the deep end and she just became the daughter that they didn't want? Like, I don't, I don't know what's happening. Was it something progressive? Was there, was it just like a, a switch of the hat? Was they just not connected to her since the moment she was conceived like I have so many questions and we never get those answers yeah you don't and I I wrote that down in my notes too like when she's when the mom is sort of going off in the car and she's upset because she doesn't have any good memories um and then she starts like saying all the things that all the bad things that April had put her through mm-hmm. I was like there's really nothing like uh tangible between like like she can't really say like anything positive about her kid not but we don't but we don't born and you had her in your arms and you had that connection to you know the thing that you grew but did it start then like maybe they could have said that too like at least oh no she even says that she even says that she tried to bite my nipples when i tried to breastfeed her so it's she even says that like it started that early but yeah but we don't but we don't know the whole backstory we just know that these two people and this girl and her family just do not have the best relationship or connection. I think she has a good connection with her father because she stays in touch with him. But yeah. um, for the most part, she's just like the black sheep of the family. And she got away to just live her life because maybe she didn't fit in with what everybody else was doing in the family. And that's why her mom didn't like accept her or whatever. I, I don't know. But but I'm not going to lie, though, like if that was my family, I would leave, too, because as that movie progressed, I disliked her mom and her sister, especially more and more and more. Her dad was quiet. He's kind of a pushover. Yeah. But that's not the issue. The issue is the things that her mom was even saying to yes. her, her favorite daughter. I'm just like, she is terrible. And like, well, I, I don't care think... that she's sick. Like, no, well, I think that's what she's saying doesn't excuse it, you know? No, it doesn't. But I think that's what they were trying to get at. She's so the mom is sick. She doesn't know how much time she has left. And she's done sort of like, you know, being so nice to everybody, I guess. But I don't I know. Don't I always she was though. Yeah. I think that's, that's my problem. Even before she had the breast cancer and her, she's not going to bite her tongue anymore. Right. But I don't think that she really did either to begin with, because I mean, so here's the thing with the timeline. We don't know how long she's been sick. Right. Um, But I just feel like the way that it seemed, it might be a more recent development. Um, But the estrangement between her and her daughter was longer than that. So she was already having these negative interactions with her daughter before the cancer even, to my opinion, probably even was a thought. You know what I mean? So I don't even care at this point about her being sick it's all about her interactions and if she behaved even 
even a little bit like we got a little taste of it and how she is with her one daughter who's like really striving to you know be up her mom's but i can only imagine what it was like for for april you know yeah, i just i don't i don't know it's just left a really bad taste in my mouth with the way that i don't blame april at all for leaving and i mean i'm sure she went through a lot of stuff but i really i really like empathized and connected to april in that kind of way and i just felt i felt bad i like i really couldn't believe that her family would behave that way my family would never so it was really hard to kind of see that and just be like wow you people really treat their kids like that you know and they do they do it's just not something i ever lived through but um i just i don't understand it like if you aren't yeah. gonna be nice to your children that you conceived and grew in your own stomach like don't have kids yeah i can i under, i agree with that i've never i mean i've never had a relationship with my parents where they were like disowning me or like telling me to like get out or just treating me poorly right. so like i never understood that either when i would see families just talking to their children so just negatively like that i've never experienced that it's traumatizing yeah it's traumatizing so. on young people to to have these people that are supposed to love you unconditionally not love you at all you know what i mean or not the way that you 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 should be clearly i have well, some emotions about this because it's bothering me this movie bothered me so much <laughs> I, I feel like any of like all of the kids could never live up to her expectations because yeah. she was like even with Beth, the other daughter, she annoyed her with how much she cared about the mom. Mm -hmm. And Timmy, I feel like she pretty much like was relaxed with him. Maybe he yeah. is like the secret favorite. Yeah, um, that's what I got too. <laughs> yeah, but I do feel like there is a different dynamic between moms and their sons and moms and their daughters. Oh, There's, definitely. Yeah, definitely. different expectations. And she obviously had really different expectations because she's in the bathroom with Timmy smoking a joint. Mm -hmm. And then she is really hard on April. And I'm sure April has probably smoked. Like she just, I don't know. It just is weird. It's such a weird, I'm sure like she was meaner to her about the same mistakes that Timmy might make. Yeah. yeah. I, and, I mean, I, yeah, I completely see that because he's more like, different you know what i mean like i i totally i totally agree because it what is it about um a mama's boy and a daddy's girl right yeah. she's definitely more firm or strict on her daughter she you know what i mean she has this high expectation that they have to meet and that's a lot of pressure you know yeah. what i mean Some people take pressure like um i don't remember her name not april the, the middle child the, what's her name Beth. Beth. Yeah. So like Beth, I feel like Beth is so high strong because of the way that the pressure is on her that she's going to snap. Like I'm waiting for her to snap. Yeah. The entire time I was waiting for her to snap. She looked like she was going to. Yeah. I get well, the impression that she's the middle child too. Just Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. I definitely think she's the middle child. Oh, the, really? The I thought she was the youngest. Girl. Really? I thought that the son was the youngest and he's just kind of all like, I feel uh, like with the younger ones, they kind of at that point, they just kind of do their own thing. They have yeah. no responsibilities. Uh, he's, you know, the artistic one. And then you've got, you know, Beth, who's the academic. And then you've got 
uh, April, who is the wild child, right? She's the so, first pancake. <laughs> she's the first pancake. Yes. The dynamics of the kids actually really reminded me of me and my siblings in a sense. Cause like my older sister, she was the wild child. Um, and then I feel like middle children often are like overcompensating for that wild child and trying to be perfect, but then they still get like a lot of pressure and anxiety. And then as the younger child, I relate to Timmy. Cause like, I just, everything that you just said, Jamie, like I just, yeah. So. You do your own thing. There's no yeah. pressure on you. Cause you've got yeah. the ones in front of you that are handling the stuff. You got the old one that's off doing their own thing. And you're yeah. just like, well, nobody's paying attention to me. You know, yeah. they're, this person's handling this. I got my camera or, you know, I'm going to go hang out with my friends because I've got no actual responsibilities. That's true. Um, it's like yeah. the same thing. If you think of like Royal households, you've got like the first sibling usually isn't the wild child. They're the one that has all the pressure. You got your yeah. middle siblings, um, you know, that, that probably might, you know, have to have some stuff. And then you got the younger ones who are like, I'm never going to see the throne. I'm out of here. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go party. I'm going to go, thing. you know, you know, do what I got to do. They just yeah. do their own thing. So yeah, yeah I, I can definitely see it. I want to add, they don't say outside of April being the oldest, like who is the next oldest this is just my own assumption yeah, yeah and your you're right though are the same so <laughs> I, I i was picking up the same vibes from them on who is the oldest and and not aside from april well at one point april or beth says in the car that she's three years younger than april because when they're talking about the memory living mm. on locust street oh, yeah. she says beth uh beth says no april was six when she we lived on locust street and i was three I, be- yeah. I believe and um the other thing i was gonna say jamie is that you mentioned it before that the mother doesn't have a lot of time mm-hmm. and that does ha- that the theme of time is such a big deal in this movie because you have the family trying to get to april you know they're trying they're you know, finding the time to get there. April's trying to get everything done in time. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's struggling with that. The mother doesn't have a lot of time left. She doesn't know how much time she has left. And, you know, she's trying to like, you know, but yeah, but time was such a big thing in this movie too. I think I, I like that you said that earlier. Um, to add on top of that, then you've got um, her boyfriend who uh, leaves after she's like, I got it. Go do what you got to do. Cause he's got, you know, errands to run. Uh, and he's gone for like all day. Yeah, and he's like, you know, shit. where are you? We got to go. Like, so he's on a time crunch too, because he has things that he needs to do so he can get back in time. You know what I mean? I mean, he, right. he, he's rushing. And, and so, I mean, even he's on a time crunch and this entire movie happens in the span of like one day, right? Like from yeah. seven o'clock <laughs> in the morning until, you know, dinner's done whenever it's done whenever it's done uh like so time is like a really big weird thing with this because everybody's got their own timetable but yet we don't have any timetable at all on any of the past of this we just we literally jump into them waking up and we have to put the pieces together for the whole you know 80 minutes (laughs) yeah but like i didn't mind it though i really didn't i liked it because it was it was a you know earlier we said it was a very real situation And I felt just, I related to it a lot. I felt like this is, you know, it's just, I feel like this is something that would happen in my life where I'm like just getting up. I have to make sure I'm like getting everything ready for my family to come over or, um, you know, like I'm having somebody come over that I don't want to be around. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I, I related to it a lot and they're very, they, 
they didn't make them out to be like these rich people that you know april comes from this like rich family they're just very like average middle class people to me i don't know i think regular family with their own regular issues yeah Yeah. i think there's also um like i don't know how to phrase this like the pacing of the timing is different for the two groups like with april it seems like her whole day is really rushed she is constantly like trying to get stuff together you know you're having people over but i think both of them is rooted in anxiety so hers is like kind oh, yeah. of panicked and rushed but then if you look at them it feels so dragged out their whole car drive and like they do so much but like nothing at all and i think it's like that dread of building up to go do something that you're nervous about yeah and it feels like the day is like 10 times longer whereas i'm sure april felt like it snuck up quickly yeah that's a good and they they were doing that too you know what i mean because she kept saying well the first beth is like do you sure you want to go are you feeling okay like are your hands sweaty or you know are you dizzy blah blah are you sure you want to go and you know mom's like shut up uh (laughs) and then every time you turn around they're stopping or she's like let's take the scenic route so they're dragging their feet they're going but it's i got the vibe it's more because they have to, not yeah. necessarily because they want to. Um, even though the reason why mom wants to do this is because she wants happier memories. I don't think she even still that she wants to, but she doesn't. Like she's fighting herself the entire yeah. time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's anxiety and it's fear. Well, what if this blows up in my face and I still don't have happy memories? Um, it's they just they were dragging it out on purpose at some points too, because they yeah. just they didn't want to go. Yeah. And as the viewer, like you fill that with the pacing of everything. Oh yeah. They did a really great job with, with you getting the vibes of exactly what's happening between two. Cause you do, you have April who's running like with running around with her, you know, head cut off, especially when she goes in there to put the turkey in the oven and then she's like sticking her hand in there and then she's touching stuff and i'm like and then she goes so it's a gas stove you guys okay she's got a gas stove and she literally had it she was trying to preheat it and this girl takes a lighter and literally sticks the lighter in there with it lit and i'm like she's so lucky that her entire place didn't just blow up right so (laughs) um i'm sure she would have hopefully smelled the gas but uh (laughs) She just went in there. That I was like, oh, "What are you doing?" Yeah, that made me ang- uh, anxious. So I was I very it. anxious. But she she opens it and she first of all they were storing shoes inside their oven. Did anybody catch the that piggy bank? Yeah. Everything. Yeah. But Random it goes stuff. to show that like this is a big thing that she is taking on because she doesn't cook. cook. But <laughs> she proves that she knows everything because she called for the recipes. Mm-hmm. Um and she anybody find a little weird rest. on that that kink? Yes. <laughs> my god, kink. yeah. We're literally like doing oh. it, and she's spouting off recipes. I'm like, how do you concentrate? It must not be that good if you're that concentrated <laughs> on food. That's what I said. Just- <laughs> I said that was a really quick lay, but but the, but wait, the thing that bothered me about that scene was that she's you know spouting off all the recipes and you know, she's, she's telling him everything she has to do. But when she goes to make the mashed potatoes, she has no idea that you have to boil them first. But yeah, she yeah, does everything that. else the right way. I said, this is a I dumb know. scene to add in because she knows what she's doing. They, they just made her look really dumb. Yeah. I didn't like that scene. She, I didn't either. I because Beth made that comment early on where it's like, why does she think she knows how to cook or something like that? 
Yeah. Um, I got the A in home ec and the dad's I like, know, you know, we're very bad. proud of you. Um, <laughs> that doesn't mean shit, but no. she make like bagel pizzas in home ec. <laughs> yes. But like April obviously knew enough to get the dinner done. Like that's the yeah. thing. And I wish they didn't do the mashed potato thing because it kind of diminishes that. Like, I don't know. It just, I don't know. It made me mad. She was making like all these other things and she got to that that scene with the mashed potatoes i said what the fuck is this she's she made all these other she's making a turkey yeah she doesn't understand she has to boil the potatoes why did they add this thing so (laughs) she calls her father at one point because it gets brought up and i don't remember what it says but um she got the recipe he doesn't say what recipe is no he doesn't but it's a recipe for the their mom's favorite dish okay i'm wondering if that's what she was spouting off and it was probably the only thing she knows by heart how to make so she wouldn't forget so oh. everything else is like fair game because she never made it before but the only thing she really knows how to do is her mom's favorite dish because she got the recipe from dad that's what i was thinking she was was spewing while they were doing the dirty well she was saying was, a bunch of things yeah, she that's was true. listing she off ingredients she did a couple different recipes i think you yeah. guys were really focused on the words coming out of her mouth then. well i was like <laughs> this is so weird it's an odd um, thing it was really odd I, I don't know. I feel like mashed potatoes is common sense. You know. I know. Like, <laughs> I was like, you're talking to the girl that used instant mashed potatoes. Okay. Um, I don't. Yeah, but Jamie, you yeah, know but that you would know to mash raw potatoes. Like you would know to boil. Yeah, I, like, how do you make a potato you're... soft to mash it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I put it in the frying pan. I. <laughs> I mean, you can do that, but you're not just cutting up a raw potato and mashing it with a masher. You're not going to get it. All right, all right. Listen, I'm just trying to help a girl out here, but clearly it's not happening this time. Well, since we're talking about all that, the next scene we have is April and Bobby getting the turkey ready. And I loved Bobby. That was disturbing. But I I really, really like Bobby. And I really thought he is really handsome. And Mm -hmm. I said, he's such a good boyfriend to her. Like, he literally is pushing her to get moving, to get going. He takes the turkey out. He gets in there and he starts helping her. She's cleaning up the turkey. Um, You know, she takes the bag out of the inside and he knows exactly what to do with it. And he starts making this this box stuffing, (laughs) which we later find out is uh, a sin to the neighbors. Which, (laughs) shut up. I love boxed stuffing. It's so easy, but like, whatever. To each his own. Like, I'll eat a box stuffing. Whatever. And this is probably the difference. I know. (laughs) Me too. But this is probably the difference between the people who only take a day to cook Thanksgiving compared to two or three days. Oh, true. That's true. Who's making instant and who's doing it from scratch? (laughs) But she's putting in the effort. So that's all that matters to me. Yeah. Also, that guy's wife, because we're talking about this guy who lived in the apartment building for people. Eugene. Yes, Eugene. That and Eugene. Yes. She was using their oven for a little bit before they needed it and that's when this came up but Yvette she made the comment when he was like talking about the box stuffing where it's like well your first Thanksgiving you burned the turkey so I show I think it shows like experience too like if it's your first Thanksgiving and especially like she is young I don't think she is more than like 22 if that I think she's like 21 22 yeah she's young like that's a big I don't know. I would the commitment stuffing too. Yeah. So I don't know. That's just silly. 
But yeah, you said the scene was the disturb- disturbing one because she's cleaning the turkey. It's horrible. She gets ready to take the turkey. She she literally picks the turkey up and drops it on the floor. <laughs> and then they go to pick it's it up. Slippery little sucker, man. Do you see that thing? <laughs> <laughs> but they I don't think it they mopped after. Oh, probably not. I don't I don't know. I think I think April did. I think she knows about salmonella. I don't know. Fully. You think that they had a mop in that place? You know what else I didn't understand? (laughs) They're in New York City and their apartment was like a ginormous apartment for like New York City. I was like, wow, they really lucked out on this place because all they're so nice and big. Well, they weren't in a really great area. It was a really bad area. (laughs) I I mean, it's a questionable neighborhood. But it had, I don't know, all the neighbors were all, like, eclectic and everything, so. Yeah, they all seem normal. Every apartment that she entered was different. Did you notice that? It wasn't a uniform. So usually in apartment buildings, each apartment is very similar. It's like cookie cutter. Yeah. Each apartment she walked into was different. Yeah. Yeah. The one, the first family, they went down a hallway to get to the kitchen, whereas hers was just, like, it's like a galley kitchen, but like the dining yeah. room's right there in the living. Like I just, everyone was different. And then Wayne, that weirdo, his was like right there, right there. Yeah, as soon as you right walk there. in, it was I just, that I under, I saw too. I was like, that is weird because uh, when when as soon as you walk in, you see the kitchen. It was weird. Yeah, the setups on every single, yeah. every single one is just different. So they're stuffing the turkey with the box stuffing and she's sticking things like stalks of celery in it and she just slices it right off on the end like she doesn't even chop the celery up yeah, i thought it was put funny. a whole onion in like, oh yeah she did a whole onion, she she yeah. that onion. Which, <laughs> i do have a question do you guys put stuffing in your turkey or did your parents because my parents never did that and i it think it's either. gross as i know do. ours have in the past but i don't i i'll i put stuff in the turkey like you know, like garlic and lemon and yeah, onion and celery, all that stuff. I do do that, but like I haven't, I don't do the stuffing in the turkey. Yeah. Most of the time, I think maybe I think once so. or twice I've been to it where they do, because after it's done, they just pull it all out and it goes in a bowl and then the turkey like gets sliced. But um, I I don't, for the most part, know that the turkey is by itself, but it's probably got seasonings and, and yeah. butter and, and all that stuff in it, but not necessarily stuffing. And yeah, I always make my own side of the stuffing and I always put like different things in it every year. <laughs> I like my stuffing. People always tell me it's good, That's but um, good. drop the recipes, Steven. <laughs> not the drop it in one, the comments. We already did it. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, we want your favorite Thanksgiving recipe. Comment. We oh want to God. know. <laughs> Let us know. Do we have ideas for uh well this will be out on Thanksgiving? So we'll use it for next year. (laughs) We'll have all Um, of these recipes. We won't be able to do anything about it. We'll just have a second Thanksgiving. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like they're like sewing up the back of the turkey and um April makes a comment and she's like, it doesn't really matter because they're they're probably not even gonna come. And Bobby says Oh no, Bobby doesn't say anything. They just cut right to the family in the we're back in the car with the family. And Timmy is looking for his camera. And she says, You better hurry up. You better go find it. And then He's we haven't even leave the house yet. I know. <laughs> like she's so eager to go, but they're still like putzing around. But Beth is still getting dressed and she's talking to her dad. And that's when she says, like, you know, it it's so selfish of her 
to have us drive all the way to her. Like I offered to cook, but that would be too easy. And, you know, she keeps coming up with this excuse for why the mom shouldn't have to be sitting in a car that long. But the mom's the one who is like ready to go. And, you know, she's she's just Beth is just hating on April at this moment. I wonder how much of it is really Beth and her experience and how much of it is because she's feeding off of her mom's example. That crossed my mind a couple of times. Yeah, that crossed my mind a couple of times because their relationship is also a little bit strange. And I'm sure you have sibling rivalry. I'm sure there was stuff that happened. But I really wonder if a lot of her attitude towards her sister is because she's mimicking her mother. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I could see that happening, but she's so overbearing with the mom and the mom is just like, get off my back. Like every time she's around her, she's constantly asking her how she is. And you can tell the mom is like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. That kind of feeds, that kind of feeds my, my theory about it because she's so far up her mom's butt. She wants to please her mom. She wants to be like her mom wants to be her mom. So even later in the movie, she even says, Joy says to Beth, like she says something to her about like, I don't want you to make the same decisions I made and I can see you're already doing them. Mm -hmm. And I think she's starting to see herself and her daughter. So yeah, you're right. She's, Mm -hmm. she's starting to notice these traits that her daughter has that she has. And I think the mom is sort of like realizing like, I don't know how much time I have left on this earth. And I'm, and I wasted it being this like type A person who's like mean and nasty, but she's still being mean. But I think she's yeah. like mad at herself too. Yeah. Oh, know? definitely. Definitely. Guys, here's my PSA for the day. Don't do that to your kids. <laughs> <laughs> right. Watch this movie and this is what not to do. Okay. Like, right? don't do this to your children, please. <laughs> yeah, you're going right. to, you're going to damage them. They're going to be traumatized for the rest of their lives. Don't do it. Just don't do it. So the father tells Beth that, you know, if she doesn't go now, it like when? Like, because they're running out of time. Joy is telling Timmy to honk the horn and he doesn't want to honk the horn. And (laughs) he he says, you're going to wake up the neighbors. And she's like, screw the neighbors. So then she honks the horn and they finally come out into the car. And Timmy goes back in the house to get the the camera. camera. And this is when Beth gets in and she's constantly like just coddling her mother. She's sort of like, uh, if you're not up to this, we can always go back in the house. Like if you yeah, don't want to do this. She was trying to give her mom an excuse to not go. Right. And also yeah. himself, because she clearly didn't want to go either. She's just like, come on, mom. Are you sure you don't want to go? Yeah. Are you mm-hmm. sure? I don't know. Let's She's sort not. of like planning a seat. Okay but, the mom, but the mom already knows the game because like we just said, she's doing what the mom would do, you know, yep. being manipulative. Yeah. Timmy goes back in the house and he runs into the dad and the dad's like, you know, put a tie on and he gets upset and he's, he's like, you don't know if this is the last Thanksgiving, but before he even get, he gets it out. <laughs> Timmy tells his dad, your breath, <laughs> something about his yeah, breath. I died. <laughs> um, so yeah, Beth is still trying to get her mom to change her mind. And she literally tells her to shut up. And that's when we see Jim knock on the passenger side door and he scares Joy and he's now asking her if she's okay. Like they're just constantly asking her if she's okay. That's gotta be stressful for both yeah. both of them, for the kids, the husband, and for her, because they they want to make sure that she's okay. But can you imagine somebody constantly asking you, Are you oh, okay? Like so leave me alone. Like well, I'll tell you if I'm not, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure she's just trying to feel normal. Normal. Yeah. And there's already the stress of like, okay, I have to go visit my daughter that I'm kind of estranged from and try to like force some positive memories out of this experience before I go. 
And then I have these people constantly like on my back about every single thing that I'm doing. And it's just horrible. Like I would be so irritated. Yeah. It's, it's, it's totally, it's hard for her. I'm sure. And it's hard for the family too. They're like, I want to spend time with you. I don't know when the last time is going to be. And are you okay? Are you feeling okay? You know, do I need to take you to the hospital? All around. It's just not, it can't be a a fun. Yeah. It's definitely not a fun thing to live in. Yes. I also wanted to bring up, I think with Timmy, he's pretty quiet throughout the movie, but I think it manifests differently with him because in the beginning, when he shows all of that film that he's bringing, it's like a gallon sized Ziploc bag that's like halfway full for one day. Yep. So I think like Beth is constantly asking, so is the husband, but then like Timmy is like, okay, I'm going to be like laid back, but take 1 million photos. <laughs> Well, he said he was going to, too. He did it for, for his mom because she wants all of those photos Yeah, yeah. Um, as much as she can. So I, I kind of loved it because every time yeah. you turn around, he's just snapping pictures. And that's that's how I am when I do my pictures and I'm taking pictures of actual people and not books or items <laughs> <laughs> or flowers or whatever is I usually do it when nobody's paying attention to me because I don't like taking portraits, but I will take them of like, like action of people doing stuff like your everyday thing. You're looking out windows, you're communicating with other people. I like taking pictures of people when they're not, they don't know that I'm doing it. It just captures them in a different way. And he's like, he's like the embodiment body. He is the embodiment embodiment. (laughs) <laughs> embodiment thank you that well, word just uh, me I'm, and he, he's like me at that age because that's all I was doing was taking pictures I, it wasn't a day where I didn't have a camera in my hand so um I related to him in that front but yeah I completely agree he's just the one in the back who's just taking it all in and making sure there's enough memories good or bad for everybody right um so now we're with bobby and april and they're getting out like the plates and the silverware and there's a scene where he pulls out these like little turkey salt and pepper shakers and april says um (laughs) april says you know my mom had the same exact ones when i was a kid and she said that they were more expensive than your life or something or something like that yeah it's so annoying that's not even that it's annoying that's just messed up to say yeah the weird are you gonna say a salt and pepper shaker in the shape of a turkey or just any salt and pepper shaker unless it's made out of like a brick of gold could (laughs) be worth more than your child how messed up is that to say i have a lot of issues with this movie if you can't tell (laughs) they need need therapy um a lot of yes (laughs) so she asks bobby how much they were and he says they weren't cheap i know i thought that was sweet yeah, because you know what? It took me a minute to understand what was going on in the in this scene until mm-hmm. I finally like it, it clicked. So you know, he tells her they weren't cheap, and then um, they like they change the subject, and then she asks him again. I think, and yeah. oh no, she tells us. She says after she tells a story about how her mom said that they were worth more than she was. She said the next year they were gone, and he says, "Well, what happened to to them?" And he says, or April says, uh, "A hammer I was." holding fell on them and then they like give each other a high five and that's when april says how much were they and then he tells her they were 50 cents and she goes well you got yourself a deal and she picks them up and she throws them away and i was like well why i didn't understand that but it made sense the second time i saw it because her mom like you think it's a bad memory like no, her mom bought these for 50 cents. And yeah. she's saying these are worth more than your life, but they're so cheap. And it was she so fucked up. It's messed oh, up. It, it bothered me a lot. 
it bothers yeah because i mean it's like you're you're not even worth 50 cents that's what she's saying you know what i mean you're yeah. not even worth that that's just like it's Mental so traumatic. why it's it is abuse that is abuse i yeah. i have so many issues with this yeah it was such a weird but i was yeah it was so weird that i didn't i didn't get it and then i and then i i rewound it and i watched it again and i said oh so that makes a lot of sense why she you know threw them away but anyway so she's now laying in bed and she's starting to like cry a little bit and he's just laying next to her and he apologizes and you know he's like i didn't know and this is when they start making out and he's like we don't have time april and she just gets on top of him and they start having um this really hot sex scene where she's saying all these (laughs) hot recipes to him um which lasted not even a minute (laughs) so um you know, it, like it didn't bother Made me. Though. I was like, whatever. You know, when you're sad and depressed, you know, it's a good way yeah. to get that out of your system. <laughs> Just have a quick bang. <laughs> she wanted to feel, so they had a quickie. You know, she needed feelings, yeah. uh, not negative feelings. She needed positive yeah. or you know heightened. Yeah, and Bobby makes her feel good, and yeah. he's and he's good to her. So I like I loved their relationship. I really appreciated that he was there for her. In all of the ways that really count, you know what I mean? He's not just there as a body. He's there emotionally too. And I right. I can definitely yeah. appreciate that in a, in a partner. So now the family's finally leaving the sea to go see April. Um, and they stop and they pick up their grandmother. Um, I believe her name was Gram- Grandma Dottie. I think that was her name. But she apparently has dementia. And yeah, I recognized her from Ace Ventura. Oh, she um, was in like a million things. She was in Ghostbusters. She- Yes, but that was like the first thing where I was like, I know her of everyone in this movie. I was like, I know this old lady. I have a weird story about her. Oh, do you <laughs> so, know her? I don't know her personally, but oh. back in my tape trading days and my like, I was trading with people, whatever. Um, <laughs> I used to talk to this guy in Canada and he would send me like magazines that were that had like the cast of Dawson's Creek on them. And he told me this woman was his aunt. And I was like, oh, I know who she is. And I believed him. Like, why would he lie about it? But he was really into Barbara Streisand. And I, and he was like in his like, I was like younger. So he was probably like pushing 40. And he would have, he would make me, um, well, not make me. He would send me Dawson's Creek stuff. And I would send him like Barbara Streisand stuff. And I didn't realize until after I was like, oh, I think he might be gay. <laughs> and I remember his name and everything. But now I wish I could find him because he was always so nice to me. But um, and he was it wasn't like weird or anything. But yeah. I always remember that this was his aunt, this this actress. I have it written down, but I didn't, it's all the way up in my notes. But um, I was like, Are you a family tree? As soon as I saw her, I thought of him and how he used to like send me all these like things. So anyway, that's my like fun fact story about. it's so weird it was so weird i don't know so yeah the grandmom gets in the car she's being like a sweet uh a sweet a sweet ass she's being a smart ass to beth (laughs) sweet ass too we don't know (laughs) so beth is like this is your other grandson timmy and she's she just says something really stupid like oh i didn't know we see joy looking in the mirror from her seat and we see the grandmother just staring at her from the back and we hear joy say oh hi mom did you or no she goes she goes you look familiar and she goes hi mom you? yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. so we understand who she is and yeah. she's like did you eat <laughs> um so that 
that leads to the weirdest scene next where I hated this. I didn't like it either. It grossed me out. They're at a Krispy Kreme donuts, which I don't ever see around here anymore. And there's one close to me. I go there a lot. (laughs) There used to be one where the Chick-fil-A is now, but they got rid of it. (laughs) I'm not even going to lie. Everybody's like, I love Krispy Kreme. I'm or Krispy Kreme. I'm not. I'm not a big fan. I'd rather have Dunkin' Donuts. I'm not even, Ugh, not even kidding. I'm opposite. The dunk, there's like one Dunkin' by me and it's not that good. But like oh. a Krispy Kreme glazed donut, I could eat six in a sitting. Maybe I, I need to them. try them again. There's, there's a, there's a shop, but there's a couple of Jersey. Maybe I'll just. <laughs> Take Steven. <laughs> we'll go, we'll go we, try the Krispy Kreme. We live so far away from each other. It's so annoying. You have no idea. I'll just pick you up on the way to Jersey. It's fine. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, I always see I them know. pre-packed in Walmart when I go. And I'm always tempted to buy them, but I don't. It's pretty don't close know. to getting them at the store. <laughs> I've done it. Because um, the Target by my old job, they did that too. And they're like just as soft and everything. It's not like weird, but. Um, no, I'll have to try them. Yeah, um, do it. But I always see like weird like YouTube videos or people are like um, binge eating or whatever they're doing. People are obsessed. Yeah. (laughs) But they'll be like, I got the new Krispy Kremes of the month or whatever. And I'm like, they look so good. Uh, Yes. (gasps) Oh, no, I want one. It's a lot of sugar, though. Oh, Uh, sugar is my middle name. (laughs) I know. But like the ones that have a ton of stuff inside them and all the sprinkles and the frosting, I feel like it's just too much. That's why like I'm a basic glaze. Oh, we have my problem. Maybe the ones that I've had have been too much and I just need to simplify my my tastes. Maybe. But Mm. there's a um, there's a bakery near near us. It's called Traub's Bakery. And I mean, they've been there for years, but they have really, really good donuts. I mean, they're a bakery. They're not Krispy Kreme. But send they're... us one. <laughs> I, I will. Thanks. I'll send you one with my pumpkin muffin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> really so, want that muffin. <laughs> so Joy says to get, get whatever's hot, order whatever's hot. And they all start ordering at the same time, which they just keep ordering donuts. And they go to park and they're all just sitting there making chewing noises. This like so skeevy. They're so like, uh, <sighs> like into was, eating these donuts. It was fake too. It just reminded me of like somebody faking it while you're trying to, you know, have sexy time. There's like, mm, 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 oh my God, make it stop. Just fast I forward. It just it, was a lot of sounds and it's a lot yeah it was oh before they order the father says just remember kids april's cooking and that's when joy says we're gonna need an extra dozen of glazed (laughs) was was a good choice (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say lauren would like that Um, um i noticed at this scene that the license plate says joy on the car yeah yeah, I noticed that too. <laughs> I think it's funny that her name's Joy because she's not very joyful. Yeah, no. she is the opposite. opposite. I think maybe at one point she could have been because when her when her mom when they they start talking about something later when they're in the car and her mom just turns around and goes, "Who are you? You're not my daughter. Yes. I don't even it's know who you are mean. anymore." It's what she's mean to Beth when Beth is yeah. singing, and yeah, she says um, encore, encore, and then she's like, "I'm taking requests," and she's like just please stop or just 
stop singing. And she's not even bad. Like she's a very good singer. It's just she's got the the lower. I don't. I'm not a singer, so I don't know what the like the scale is. But she's you know on the lower side, so her voice is deeper. It's not like what you're used to hearing when you hear those kind of like opera songs, you know. But she was very good. I yeah. uh, I thought she was really good. So the fact that her mom it didn't I make think her me mom like Beth. I still, I still disliked Beth when I watched it. <laughs> I was like, she's I, I like, talented, but still. <laughs> I like, I know. I I was torn about Beth because I couldn't decide if it was really her or if she was just, you know, yeah, what with we the mom. About yeah, yeah, what we talked about earlier. Like, I I was like on the fence about who her true personality is, or if yeah. she's just used to being this way because this is what's expected, you know. So I like, I was torn on it with her, but yeah. Anyways, so we're back at April's and. This is when Bobby's telling her he has to go run an errand. And she literally pushes him out the door and says it would just be easier without him. And he's like, are you sure? You know, I just have to do this or whatever. And, you know, she just says, yeah, just go. I'll be fine. And um, I was like, I disagreed with that. I think he would be very helpful because he knows how to cook. And And he is helpful, too. It's not like he's bringing chaos to the kitchen. Like, he is a normal They have a good team dynamic when they were first starting to get the turkey together. You know what I mean? He was doing one thing. She was doing the other. They were doing it, you know, sewing up the turkey together. Um, They they had a really nice team dynamic thing going. He did say he had an errand to run. So she was just like, go. I thought it was very funny how they were making it out like he was doing a drug deal. It was like yeah. it, they were they were insinuating that like he's a ba- this bad guy. And when when they show you exactly what was happening, it's like this guy is like such a normal good guy, mm-hmm. and you really do like him through like the whole yeah. movie. Um, and he's a good actor; he really is. But this is when uh, we see April taking everything out of the oven, and she goes to preheat it, and she like makes a list for herself, like what to do. And she writes preheat oven on the list. It's like the only thing we ever see on her list. And she goes to preheat the oven and then she crosses it off the list. <laughs> I was like, me. <laughs> <laughs> At least she's organized. <laughs> um, and we see Bobby put a fun like turkey decoration on the front door. And April says they don't deserve decorations. And he goes to leave to run his errand. And we see April making like place cards and she writes mom on one of them. And then she gets annoyed and rips it up and writes a joy on it instead. So there's like another level. <laughs> like she really, I, really I love that she was doing that because she obviously cares. First of all, we don't do place cards. It's yeah. pretty much a buffet style when we do Thanksgiving for the most part, um, usually because of lack of space. But I love that, that she was doing that. And then if you really watch you know, and you pay attention, she's like, they don't deserve the decorations. And then later she starts decorating the actual yeah. inside of the stairwell for the apartment yes. building. And she's she's pulling this stuff out and doing this. And I feel like the more that she apartment hops because she finds out that that oven doesn't work, uh, the more maybe in the spirit she gets because she's talking to yeah. um, the one couple who's giving her tips. And then she's talking to um, the one weirdo. And there was somebody in between that I can't remember. Oh, the guy, the guy who was going to let her use the oven, but he had cats. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That one, that was, that was weird. I don't blame her for not walking in because he had a yeah. lot of cats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and 
his his place looked like a mess. We only got to see like a glimpse of the doorway yeah. and it looked like a hot mess. So I don't blame her for not wanting to walk in. And then, you know, she meets the uh, uh I don't the Asian family, I guess. And oh yeah. She was, you know, explaining where Thanksgiving means and and I I just I really liked all of the different I think the more people that she was talking to and she was like, you know, whatever, it just it helped build the spirit, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, because when she finally tells that story, when she's with the Asian family, she says to them, like, I mean, I have it written in my notes. I can't, I don't remember exactly what she says, but it's a, she says, it's a day where you realize that, like, you need each other, like, that everybody needs each other. And, you know, everybody comes together on the day. I don't remember. I'll find it, but I'll read it. But, um, but that to her is, it was sort of like the basis of the movie, because she's going to all these people's apartments asking for help and the people that do help her she ends up inviting back to her apartment later by the end yeah. of the film i love um, that too i love that yeah, me too. i did too I, I really did too and i maybe i got a little teary-eyed at the end guys i got a little teary-eyed at the end i didn't even i didn't even care about her family i was just like oh these these neighbors are so fantastic and then you got the weird weirdo with the pug i think it was a pug i don't know <laughs> Out of every all of the neighbors, the only one I remember is Wayne. Yeah, he was a, yeah. He was a weirdo. Oh, he bothered me so much. But this is when April realizes that her oven is not preheated and she starts to freak out a little bit. She even opens up her window to call for Bobby. And yeah. it made me laugh because I was like, because they don't, they, she didn't, he didn't have a cell phone. She didn't have a cell phone. And like, that's probably what I would have done too. Like opened up my window and been like, is he still around? Because yeah. Hopefully he didn't get too far. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he can hear me and come right back. But it was so funny, but he's off on his motor fun. scooter, <laughs> electric <I know>. scooter. <laughs> so he'll never get back. <laughs> not in time. But we see Joy and they stopped at a bathroom and she's throwing up. And we hear Beth on the outside of the door saying, uh, you're doing a good job, which I was like, Beth, She's leave her so alone. Annoying. That's like leave a weird alone. thing to say to somebody while they're puking, though. Good job. You're OK. You're doing a good job. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I get wanting to be reassuring, like reassured, but just let them do their thing. And then they're like, yeah. are you all right? All right. I'll be able to Nobody wants to be bothered. Nobody wants right. to be bothered when you're throwing up. If like, you're not holding my hair up, then you don't need to be in the room. OK, like, yeah. <laughs> The first time, the the night I met Justin, I got so drunk, and I, I mean, I like I was I wasn't sick, I was drunk, but like I remember I was, we were like making out and stuff before all this, <laughs> but I went and I had to throw up because I was so drunk, and I remember he came in to like check on me, and he tells me that I was like, don't touch me. <laughs> Because he was like, rub my back. I was like, don't touch me. Leave me alone. And he was like, I should have fucking left that night. But you were so mean to me. And I was like, I don't even remember. But he's like, I always remember that. But even now, like if I come home drunk or I'm like throwing up from drinking too much, he gets so mad at me. And he doesn't leave me alone. He's like, I told you, stop. You shouldn't be drinking. You're going to be in there all night. And I'm like, just leave me alone. Like, just leave me alone. Let me suffer in silence, sir. Yeah, like just let me sleep on the floor of the bathroom. Um, it's cold. I like the tile. My skin's heated, and I am right there next to the toilet. If I gotta puke again, just leave me alone. Get me a pillow and and some Advil and a water and maybe some crackers, and we're good. Ugh, I'm getting like 
nauseous thinking about this. Let's not think about it. All right, moving on. No more puking in the toilet. Okay. So April is going door to door now asking if they can, she can use their oven. And we start to see like a variety of people. Like this one guy barely even opens a door. She's not like giving, like she needs to be quick with her like reason. She starts to give like story, like a story. And I'm like, just say your oven broke. Can you borrow their oven? Like it might be easier. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that was driving me crazy too. Cause it was like, she was trying to find all of these, like, like, I don't even know. Like she was just beating around the bush. Tell them what you need. My oven's broken. Can I borrow yours so I can cook this turkey? That's all you need to say. Yes or no? Yeah. Yeah. Like when she's walking down the steps and she's talking to the two younger people, I was like, get it out, April. Just get it out. Like they're not, they don't want to listen to you because they're like, one, they're leaving already. They're not going to let you in their apartment, but just like tell them that your oven broke and you're desperate. Like somebody might help you. Some of them. The way she was like coming across because she couldn't spit out. And she's like, I need help. And, you know, yes. being in the neighborhood that she's in, they're probably like, oh, this girl was probably on drugs. You know, yeah. <laughs> people like, are being judgy she's because she's, she's got, you know, different colored hair and she's got cherries tattooed on her neck and, <laughs> you know, I, whatever. Um, but, you know, when, when you approach somebody that you don't know and you're like, I need help. And you're in this area and you, it's just, you got to spit it out a little faster. What, what do you need help with? Yeah. Like, is your boyfriend beating you? Do you, do you, are you out of money because you wasted it on drugs? Oh, your oven's broken. Okay. Well, let's get there. Let's, let's start with that. No? Yeah. It shows a lot of her insecurity. Because um, oh, sure. she like can't talk to other adults pretty much for the most part. Oh yeah. And just like, I think it also like, again relates back to that anxiety of her family and i'm sure like i don't know this girl's traumatized i'm right there with you she's traumatized it's just like a hard situation for her so i think she doesn't even know how to communicate when she needs help Mm -hmm. it's true i completely agree so we see beth now trying to get her dad to just turn the car around and joy comes back out and yeah she does she doesn't let up she just she's always in her dad's ear and the dad just yeah, like you said earlier, he's a pushover, but he doesn't give in to her with this. Yeah. Um, not yet, anyway. But Joy comes back to the car and she says she has snacks for everybody. And that's when the dad gets mad. And he takes all the snacks and he goes to throw them away. And he says to Joy that they're going to have a good time. And Joy tells them that it's good that they go, that they can witness the disaster that is April's life. And you know, this is when he tells her that April called him and recently and said that she's doing well, that she's no longer with the ex drug dealer boyfriend, that she's had a couple of jobs and that um, she found a new apartment. So I'm assuming this is like her new place. Actually, um, yeah, the neighbor that says it's the new girl from 2C when she mm-hmm, goes yeah. and he says that she met a new guy, Bobby, who he thinks is promising because April told him that he reminds her of her father. Which makes him like proud. <laughs> and they drive off in the station wagon. This is when we see April knocking on 2B and we hear the neighbor singing inside. And this is when we meet Yvette. So this is the first neighbor that she really meets and forms a relationship with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Yvette and her husband, Eugene. They're, um, an, <laughs> they're I don't even want to say older. They're older than her, um, yeah. but they're a black couple who have lived there for a while. And she answers the door and April says she has a problem. And Yvette says, oh, (laughs) a young white girl, what's your problem? She says something like, 
Um, yeah, she goes on a whole tangent oh, on how, how, how bad your life could possibly be, or something. She says, "So we hear that we hear Eugene in the back, and he's like, who it, who's at the door?'" And she says, "It's the new girl in three C. She's got a problem. She's white. She's got her youth. She can't wait to hear about her problem." And Yvette just starts laughing, and then it was really funny. Actually, the interaction—they're probably my yeah. favorite out of all of her neighbors. Yeah, they're yeah. my favorite too. Um, but we hear her laughing until we cut to the inside of their apartment and she's crying now because April mm. just told her the short version of her relationship with her mother. And she says, I didn't want to tell you the long version because you probably wouldn't have cried. <laughs> <laughs> so the woman asks April how old her mom is and she says 42. And this is when Yvette says that she's 42 and Eugene reminds her that she's 45. And I was like, they're not old. They made them look like they were so old. I was like, I'm not that much old or um, younger than them. It was so weird. So they feel really bad for her. And Yvette comes up with a plan um, that she can use their oven for two hours because they'll start theirs two hours later. But she has to find another oven in the meantime. And they're just very helpful and supportive. Mm -hmm. And if they were still living in that apartment building, I'm sure that they would be like hanging out together. I agree. Yeah. So this is when we see the random signs that April keeps putting up on her door for Bobby, even though he never comes home for the whole time. (laughs) She's like, I'm at 2B if you come back. Um, But we just see Bobby riding along and he keeps being stopped by like random people saying Tyrone's looking for him. And he has no idea who Tyrone is, but um, Bobby is trying to get in touch with somebody named Latrell and he's waiting at a payphone for Latrell to call him. And we, we have a couple of scenes where he's doing that, where he's just waiting, he calls and nothing happens and he's getting aggravated, but we don't know why he wants to meet with Latrell. It's not very, it's not made clear. So we get this fun scene with April and she's in, the neighbor's kitchen and they're cooking and Yvette tells her that it's nice that she's doing this for her family. And April tells her not really nice writes letters. Nice goes home and visits. She tells him that she hasn't seen him in a very long time. And her mother likes it that way. And Yvette says that she doesn't believe that. And this is when April says, well, I'm the first pancake and she doesn't get it until Eugene says, (laughs) Well, she's the one who they should have thrown away. She's the first one. So now they're having this conversation with Eugene and he's asked, he asks April if she stuffed the turkey and she says, yeah, she used this box stuff. And he like, he gets like very snotty. And that's when Yvette tells April that Eugene screwed up his first turkey too. She says it was barely cooked. <laughs> and we sort of see like April losing a little bit of confidence, I guess, because she's like standing there listening to like, how they have it all together i guess and she's like just listening to them and like i don't know there was a a close-up of her face and i was like she looks like she's getting like you know yeah she's never done this before she's having her family over for the first time and it's thanksgiving and she knows her mom's sick and she wants to be good and now she's like crap did everything i make gonna come out like shit right i would be nervous too yeah because eugene and yvette are like talking about all like the great things that they're making and she's like i don't know but anyway so okay so april's back in her apartment she's like putting more side dishes together she opens up a can of cranberry and puts it in this big green bowl i was like that's a nice bowl so then 
<laughs> so we see the family back in the car and Joy wants to take an alternate route. And we hear Jim say, well, we don't want to be late. And she says, well, we don't want to be early either. And she says something about like, do you want to use my uncanny sense of direction? And we hear Timmy say, yeah, let's use your uncanny sense of direction. So they sort of like take the back roads because she tells him that she doesn't want to waste the day. Like she already knows that they're they're driving this far. And in case it's like miserable, at least they'll have like nice scenery to look at on the way there. Every comment that comes out of this woman's mouth just makes me want to hurt someone. (laughs) yeah it's exhausting it's it is she's exhausting um it's so negative like it just i feel like being around a person like that would just drain me dry just being in her presence well yeah i'm I'm guessing that's why she left that's why april left she was getting so sick of it this is where we see the raw potatoes and her trying to fucking mash raw raw potatoes made no sense (laughs) now she's back with her neighbors and they're checking the turkey and this is when they're talking about all like the great things he's making. And she's like, nothing special this year. And she she tells them what she's making. And um, she gets to the canned cranberry. And Eugene literally like has a conniption fit. But it's so sweet because Yvette teaches her how to make homemade cranberry sauce. And we see, well, we see her before that. She goes home and just throws it away. <laughs> you guys, there is nothing wrong with canned cranberry sauce. It is okay. I don't eat cranberry sauce at all, but I think because it's got this jiggly jello texture. I I don't eat it all the time. Jello. So (laughs) I'll put like a little on my plate because I like, I like it with the stuffing. I like the color. Yeah. We get this weird scene where they, they ran over an animal and they have this weird little like funeral for it in the woods. Like they bury it. Nobody and, does that, by the way. I was actually, I really liked that they did this, that they took the roadkill and they buried it. It was weird. But no, like, I was like, they really did just bury that. Like, could you imagine if people would stop and pick up whatever animal they hit or just animal they saw dead on the side of the road and then they actually buried it? I don't, instead I don't of know it rotting on the side of the road. I don't, I don't know. know why they added it in there either. I didn't know if it was just a way to make them look kind of human. And not Maybe yeah. her to be this like hard bitch. I don't know. They had like this this spade, this shovel thing in the back of the car. Why? I never know when you. <laughs> <laughs> I never know what kind of body I need to bury. I guess. Right. Or but maybe, they... or maybe it's um because Joy is close to death and made her. Oh come on! You really think they're gonna bury her in the woods if she dies on the in route? No, I not. That's not <laughs> what I mean. I mean, maybe she's like becoming like her her way of thinking is different now because she is a doomsday prepper. <laughs> no. I don't know where you're going with this, Stephen. There is no <sighs> real reason for anybody to just randomly carrying a shovel in the backseat. <laughs> maybe Forget they did it. some gardening somewhere. They just happen to have it in there, uh, or maybe. if they are stuck in maybe. mud, we're really <laughs> grasping here. It's the wheelchair theory. <laughs> it's the wheelchair theory. <laughs> so April is like finishing up at uh, the neighbors and they ask her if she found another oven. And we hear Eugene getting like really like snippy with Yvette. And she's like, no, I'm, I'm going to, I haven't even had a chance to look because she's been there the whole time cooking and she's been back at her apartment cooking. And she finally goes and um, she starts knocking on other people's doors again, looking for another oven. So she, I wrote down, she, she knocked on someone's door and 
there was literally a huge picture of Jesus on a cross on their front door. And she just says, she knocks and she just says, help. (laughs) She's so like over it. I don't know. Like she's almost defeated. So she finds a lady in 4A that will help. She turns out to be a nutbag. (laughs) Yeah. She's, she's She's vegan. (laughs) Yeah. So this lady's vegan. She tells April she can use her oven, right? Then when April finally uh, she shows up with the turkey in yes. in the in the crock pot, you know, bowl thing. And as soon as the lady opens the door to let her in, she's like, "Oh no, you can't use my oven. That thing had a head." And no, she goes, no. "Can we talk in private?" And April looks yes. down at the turkey and she just puts it down Put on the, the turkey floor. on the floor. Like, what do you and mean? Can we talk says, in private? We are in private. It is dead. <laughs> she says, "I can't put something in my oven that was a living, breathing soul." And so, I don't know, something like that. And she goes, well, you, you won't be eating it. She goes, oh, it's not that. I just can't put anything that had a face or something. And yeah. she goes, oh, I get it. I'm vegetarian. She goes, well, I'm vegan. I was like, shut the it's fuck so up. so annoying. It was something about, she says something about the flesh cooking and the, the smell, smell of it. Flesh yeah. or something. I mean, all right, to each their own, I guess. She's I got to give it up to April, but... though, because she like, as soon as she heard that she was not letting her use her oven, she just kept it moving. She didn't get mad yeah, or anything. She's like, I don't, she I don't have like, time for this. You're yeah, not helping like, me, but I'm on to the next door. Why would she say you can use my oven and then say no? Yeah. Like, who does that? That's so mean. It's it's yeah, Thanksgiving. That's... What did you think we were going to use the oven for? I know. And it's like, weird. I don't know. Her attitude is what was annoying. Because if she was just like kind and came out and said the same exact things it would be a different interaction but like it really was like a superiority complex yeah yeah it was bizarre like she portrayed her her references was odd she should have said it she should have said it in the beginning like it just made no sense (laughs) yeah what are you cooking because i don't know any uh anything that was once an animal or alive in my house oh okay well i guess i can't use yours because it's a a fucking turkey i guess i can't use it on thanksgiving Yeah. yeah on thanksgiving um, so we see the family stop and they take a family photo together in front of like all these Santa Claus, um, statues, which is weird. And it's taking forever for the timer to go off and Joy's like losing her smile. And then it finally goes off and she goes, there's our Christmas card. And somebody says without April. And I think Beth says something like she's never been here before or whatever. Um, just this, another snarky comment. There was, there was a comment and I don't remember when, but I think they were in the car and um, oh, it was in the beginning when they were introducing the, everybody back to grandma and they were like, oh, April is your, your other granddaughter. She's not here. And she goes, oh, I thought she was dead. Oh yeah. yeah. She did say that. And I'm like, wow. She's so cut off from the family that even their own grandmother didn't think that she was alive anymore. Even though grandmother seems to be touch and go with her memory yeah uh, the fact that she knows who april is and just thought that she wasn't alive anymore was just i just thought that was messed up that they that was weird i didn't i meant I to bring that up earlier that. and i forgot about it yeah but this just you know really another part of this movie that drove me nuts good <laughs> <laughs> emotions good emotions this is when, yeah, this is when she pulls out all of the decorations and she pulls out this little stuffed turkey, stuffed animal turkey, and she just says Bobby. Because he's being, like, so good to her with all this stuff. Like, he's trying to put her in a positive mood. I thought it was so sweet. <laughs> I don't I know. It was, sweet. it was such, like, yeah. a little thing with his character, and I just really appreciated it. Well, and I mean... I think I have a crush young... on <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you, but I mean, he was... He's... 
they're they're a young couple living in a city you know what i mean like an expensive city new york is expensive um and they live in a fucking mansion <laughs> and and they live in this you know uh, apartment building that is not in the best part of town so they don't have a lot of money so the fact that he found these little things to help make their thanksgiving better i just i love that because it was very thoughtful you know yeah. what i mean they weren't expensive things but it's not about the how much the price tag is it's about his thought behind it and right. he's very right. thoughtful i think even though he wasn't in a good chunk of this movie at least at the apartment you know there were still pieces of him throughout it pieces of Everybody bobby Pieces of Bobby. Every time she went to write an update on what apartment she might be at, every time she pulled out some kind of turkey, you know, Thanksgiving ornament or, you know, every every little thing. I just thought it was really sweet. He made the best of what they, they could for what they had. Yeah, no, it does. So now April's like yelling through her apartment complex. She's holding half a half cooked turkey. I was like, this turkey is going to give everybody salmonella. Yes. Um, it's like not fully cooked. And then it's just she's just holding it the whole time um and she hears an old woman tell her about wayne and 5g and she's like you gotta speak up lady <laughs> and she goes wayne and 5g because wayne and 5g has a new um got a new stove so she's like walking like up the stairs again and she's talking to um the asian family that doesn't speak english and we hear somebody say you're wasting your time you're wasting your breath and she's getting annoyed at him and then she finally follows him up the stairs and she sees that he's in front of 5g and she's like wayne and 5g or whatever and he lets her in and he's showing off his oven to april it's this brand new oven and he's like bragging about it and she's like in all of this oven and she finally says like i don't know how to ask this and he says be my guest and she's like shocked um also side note i wanted to say that wayne has this dog that he calls bernadette and uh, it cries a lot. And Wayne is played by Sean Hayes from Will and Grace. He's so young. But um, yeah, it's so weird because when he's going over the specs of this oven and she's just staring at it like amazed. I kind of got the impression that he kind of liked her. He's like, oh, this girl likes like the same things I do. She's as amazed as this oven as I am. But he just gets really weird. <laughs> like, oh, he was so weird. I so thought the gist weird. that she and there's no proof but um that she just was pretending to be interested in the oven because of how interested he was oh probably so she could use it oh, oh no yeah. doubt yeah i have yeah. no doubt in my mind because yeah. nobody is really that interested in their yeah. stove <laughs> but uh he i he he obviously has you know social issues it, it appeared at least and i thought that he was a little bit awkward so he didn't see that interest as what we saw it as he saw it as oh she's genuinely interested and this person's not you know mean and then you know she kind of makes fun of him later when he when she thought he left and he's just he just kind of switches he is an interesting character and he's just a little too serious i think I don't yeah, know. he played it very very oddball like yeah. i would be afraid to use his oven i would he's somebody i would be like i don't want to talk to this guy he's holds her turkey Hostage. Hostage. Yeah. Hostage. You can't you can't come in. Oh, Bernadette needs to go for a walk and your turkey's just gonna sit in my oven now. Like well, she gets he comes down, she goes back down to her apartment and she's cooking more side, she's cooking sweet potatoes. And um, so he comes up behind her, like he just walks in, he says the door was ajar, and she's like, you know, 
okay, whatever. And he says, I didn't know if you wanted me to check the turkey or if you wanted to check it. And she doesn't really care either way. And he starts saying like, there's a certain way to cook a turkey and, you know, you have to baste it. He's just being very weird. And she's just like, uh okay i'll be there in a minute and i'm I'm like gonna root for this guy just for a moment here because i think he he probably doesn't get a lot of human interaction and this girl comes up and is like can i use your stove and there's an interest in the stove and he's like and then she leaves and he's like i want more interaction with human you know (laughs) she's really goes down there and he you know he and he just doesn't know how to react to her he doesn't know how to have these human interactions and he kind of he botches it and he comes off real weird and i mean she plays it off really well she's not a big deal but he doesn't leave all the way before she kind of makes like a comment like a a low-key it's not even anything that was really crazy but he took high offense to it yeah. uh and then after that it's like all right she's not who but i thought she I was you can have your turkey but i agree with what lauren just said she's very hot and cold and it's like this guy's mm-hmm. doing you a favor and she's being really like rude to him too yeah. like yeah. she could have just pretended just for like however long it was that he was there yeah. and just you know you would have got your turkey done but like yeah. she had to be like an asshole to him and that's when he got mad and she goes to chase after him and he basically locks her out of his apartment and holds the, the turkey hostage if you're gonna like make jokes just make sure that they're not nobody's still around yes <laughs> well also i will say i don't think the joke was even that bad because i feel like i do stuff like this and i don't mean to be rude but like okay so he said something and he went tick tock and she thought he left and she just went tick tock and i do stuff like that not to make fun of people but just because i'm like I don't know. I'm like a little parrot for some. Oh reason. yeah, I do this stuff all the time. <laughs> so like, like her, her. I agree that her response wasn't that bad. He just he took it yes. and he was like, "You're and, just like everybody else," and wrote her off, and that was it. Yes, and she was making fun of him, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like horrible. It was no. just like TikTok. Like she said okay. one thing. <laughs> yes, it wasn't <laughs> like God. He's so annoying. Right. Like, she just went TikTok. I would have yeah. been if I was Wayne. I would have been more mad at her at her tone when I was just coming yes. down to help her with the turkey. Yes. That's yeah. what's because she's yeah. not even at least polite. Mm-mm. Um because yeah. she is very like, sure, yeah, okay. And I will say in her defense, she is in the middle of cooking something and he's like she's distracted and he's pestering yes. her with stuff. Like I, I totally understand. Like yeah. if I'm on a time crunch and I'm trying to rush through stuff and I need to focus and I have to do this and I have to do this and yeah. I have to do this and somebody is bothering me, I'm gonna be like, I don't care what you do, just go. Like yeah. my my fuse is already short. Yes. You know what I mean? So yes. I understand that, but it's it all comes down to these social cues. They're just not, I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's weird. He's like making the point of like you have to constantly check on it. Like, and she says, I'll be up in a minute or a second. And he's like, oops, it just like that that was a second. It's like she is in the her stove is on. Like, can you chill yeah. out for a minute? So clearly it's just not a little bit more time sensitive sitting on top of the stove. Yeah. Top. Both of them have terrible communication. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And this whole thing could have been avoided if they both just were That's normal. <laughs> That's a, that I agree with that. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> um so we finally have this scene with Bobby and Latrell. And Latrell is played by Cisco, famous for the thong song. Um, the thong, 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 thong. <laughs> and he <laughs> so we hear uh, Bobby say 
something about I thought you worked in retail because he takes him to a thrift store and we sort of like get this site we're assuming that he's like gonna get like hot clothes pretty much right yeah so he takes him to this thrift store and he basically tells him to like pick out whatever he wants and Bobby's getting upset because he thought he had like designer stuff and he's looking for everything and he's like like this is a pimp jacket like this isn't something I can wear but we later find out that he's looking for something like a nice suit to wear for dinner for April and Latrell finally comes out with a special suit that he's uh I'm like is he going to like uh uh, hem this suit for him on the day off because he was putting pins in it and everything oh. i didn't understand that me either maybe that's why he was gone all day just for this suit because that was the only thing he left to go do right yeah, yeah. Well, he, he waited all day for the trial too that is crazy he should have just i like, had phone no left <laughs> just yeah, yeah i would have left too I'd have yeah. been like, this motherfucker, like, I should just be home helping her. I'm yeah. not going to waste my time. Like, they don't know me. And she's like, what April was wearing was like the same thing she wore all day. And like, I she was know. probably sweaty and everything. All she did was put he on a He wanted sweater. to make a good impression. He really cares he about did. this girl. It's the but- first time he's ever meeting her family and his family. And he knows that they've got issues. So he was trying to make a really good first impression. Yeah, I he get it. But you know what? Before. <laughs> That's true. Exactly. He could have done that. Not the day of. Yeah. I don't but... know why people wait. Procrastinators. <laughs> but it doesn't matter what he wears. His personality is enough. They would see that he's a good guy just from that. I mean, yeah. by the end of the movie, he's not even wearing this suit because he's all yeah. like, well, he got he gets mugged more. later, so um, <laughs> he's jumped. Yeah, so <laughs> I mean, we might as well just say it. So like an- another person says Tyrone's looking for you. So he's wearing the nice suit. He gets a, a thing of flowers to bring mm-hmm. home. And this old lady says Tyrone's looking for you. So he's like, who the fuck is Tyrone? So he ends up driving his scooter down this sort of like alleyway. And he runs into Tyrone, who is apparently Eddie, April's ex. And Eddie wants to beat him up, but he says, I'm not going to hurt you. Um, Just tell April one thing. And he's like, what is it? And he's like, tell her I said, happy Thanksgiving. And he's like really close to him at this moment. You think something's going to happen. And then all of a sudden, a bunch of like thugs come up on bicycles. And Bobby's like, you all right, let's do this. And he takes off his his bag um, and the, the flowers and he fights. They don't show it, but we know that he gets into a fight with everybody um, because by the next scene we see him he's got a bloody face and everything which i was like good for him he did not back down yeah <laughs> he lost his scooter though his, his scooter oh, got stolen by true. eddie 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 takes off with the scooter because at this point her family is driving down their street and you just see all of these young people coming towards them and they're all the guys on the bikes and then eddie on the scooter <laughs> And then they they pull up outside the apartment building and they're like, oh my God, are we in the right place? And then he, you know, he, he comes running out of nowhere and he's all beat up and the flowers are falling apart. And they're like, this guy's yeah. crazy. He like Beth screams. He falls on their hood. Yes. Why would you're trying to scare the crap out of them? Yeah, Why? the way that he approaches them is what's scary, I think. Yeah. It was so scary. You have this unknown male who looks like he just went and got mugged which he did he just got you know beat up by a bunch of dudes and he's just throws himself at their car he's blood everywhere flowers falling apart his suits ripped you know and i'm just like 
How are you going to approach people like that? Yeah. And it's to be friendly. It's not like he's running to them for help. It's like, hey, how are you guys doing? Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. It's it's not even like, hi, I know who you guys are. And, you know, don't mind me. I just got yeah. mugged around the corner. But what? These it's totally safe. Like, Go right inside. I know. They need to learn how to just spit it out and be like, sorry, I just got jumped. I, I mean, granted, that probably won't make them feel safer in the neighborhood. But at least they're mm-hmm. like, they know what's going on with him and why he's right. covered in blood. <laughs> and right. is disheveled. Not like just su- surprise. This is what <laughs> yeah. I always look like. <laughs> they're Come not on good at spitting it out, man. They're not good at spitting it out because he just, they're like, oh my God, is this guy crazy? Is he homeless? I don't know. Like, is he on drugs? like we just yeah they don't know who he is you know and they just have this guy just he yeah. falls onto their car he like throws himself on their hood like who does that nobody <laughs> well speaking of spitting it out we get this weird scene where they're still driving in the car and joy's freaking out and she says to pull over and she's sort of like revving them up to like oh. she says i don't know how to say this there's never a good time and this is mean by the way they're so pulled cool. over They're they're pulled over and she goes, I have to explain to each of you in your own way. And they're all just sort of like, what is it? Holding their breath. Yeah. Yeah. And she says, how you're going to handle discarding food without letting the hostess know. And she starts cracking up laughing. Yeah, it's really rude and cruel. It's very, very cool. So she's, she's just being an asshole. And this is when they are stopped again in like another bathroom and this is when timmy's lighting the joint for her and she even tells him you need to roll it tighter next time like nothing's good enough for her um this is the scene where we see joy riding in the back seat and she's listening to the headphones the music and she gets into this whole conversation with the grandmother about the musician smack daddy which related back to the writer's story about the mo- his mother she said it's like bringing her back to her like sexual days and like Beth is like with daddy, right? And she's like, and others. <laughs> and she's yeah. like, she's just saying all this stuff. Like she's remembering all of these experiences she had and all this stuff. And she puts her foot up next to the dad's face in the car. So weird. Yeah, it's so weird. And there's the whole I don't moment. Like feet, so that bothered me, me a lot. Not my thing. <laughs> At least there's, she did have socks on, right? Or stockings. <laughs> was it stockings? I think it was stockings. I don't know. It definitely wasn't socks. It was a foot. So they were, oh, it was a foot. <laughs> I just don't know if she was wearing stockings, like like the the like nude, or oh, yeah. if it was her foot or foot. But she wasn't wearing a sock, so yeah, she wasn't wearing a sock. I remember that. But there's a whole other scene too in the while they're in the car where she, um, the grandmother asks Timmy what the photo album is, and she pulls the photo album up, and they're like before and after pictures before. So we learned that she had a full like a double mastectomy. Is that what it's called? I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's just saying like how like beautiful it is. And they're like, that's enough. That's enough. And that's when the grandmother says, I'd rather hear Beth singing. And I don't know. It's like a weird moment because she's sort of like, this is my, this is what I look like now. And it's her mother. She should have been like, I don't know. I'm torn on this interaction because I'm all for people who go through severe body changes to be happy with themselves, especially when it's outside of their control. But at the same time, the photo out al- i mean is this normal for, for people to have like the photo album i don't i, don't I know. thought it was normal i thought it was i think it was something that she wanted to have for herself 
And yeah. I think when you get into a state where you don't know if you're going to have that much time left on this earth, it doesn't yeah. fucking matter. You're just going to do whatever you want. And no, and totally, totally. And I mean, I'm all for, you know, being comfortable with your body, especially for changes that happen that are outside of your control, whether, you know, you have a mastectomy or maybe you lost a leg or a foot or whatever car accident, or maybe a shark bit your limb, limb off. I don't know. So it's a lot for people to have to go through something like that, where they are missing parts of their body that they've had forever. So I'm all about, you know, the fact that she's comfortable with herself in that way. I just wasn't sure how I felt about the car situation with them looking at it and her just being like, oh, this is my favorite picture. And it's literally her after surgery. And I was like, I mean, that's your favorite picture. You think she was doing it for like shock value? Well, no, that's, I, don't think, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's what makes the scene interesting because this whole time, I think Joy tries to make people feel uncomfortable like there's many instances where she intentionally does like the food spitting out thing the snacks so I feel like it forces you to kind of feel awkward because she has already been that way throughout Mm -hmm. but I mean it is a really sad scene to think about because it's something she's going through and she wants to share it and they're kind of like no you need like be normal because that's I mean, they're constantly asking her how she is, but then when it actually comes to her illness, they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to see it. So, I mean, there's no resolve with this either for her, um, but it's just a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I agree. It's, it's, it's a very interesting way to deliver that. I I guess it's, I completely agree with everything you just said, Lauren. Um, So back to Wayne and April, she's following up him up the stairs to go check on the turkey and he won't let her in he literally locked the door on her and he says that you know that feeling you get when you're helping somebody i'm not getting that feeling and i don't know what it is or whatever so he takes bernadette out for a walk and she goes back down and she is calling the police saying that he he's holding her turkey hostage and they literally hang up on her then she walks up the fire escape and breaks into the apartment and he (laughs) He's at the window and he goes, bad girl. And she hisses at him. <laughs> I know. I thought that was funny. First of all, the, the fire escape looked real sketchy. <laughs> oh, yeah. The whole thing moved when she was walking. It was, so it, sketchy. I, I agree with that. the turkey back down. Yes. She was successful. <laughs> oh, April would have done it, I think. I think she would have done uh, yeah, it. Yeah. But it would have been hot. But, um, but she ends up going back up to his apartment. And he finally opens the door and he lets her in. She goes to get the turkey out. And he says, I finally found a solution. Bernadette found a solution. And right as soon as she's walking out, she turns around and he's holding up one of the turkey legs that the dog was eating. And she loses her mind. She puts the turkey on the floor again and she jumps right on him and they're fighting and he keeps calling her a bad girl. And she ends up, we don't see like the fight, but I thought it was funny. She like screams and she like lunges at him and we see her walking back down. She's holding something in her hand, which I thought was an oven mitt, but she sits down with the turkey and we hear him calling her bad girl. And she's like, I'm not a bad girl. 
and she picks up whatever it is in her hand and literally throws it and it was his toupee yes <laughs> I that I, so listen funny. so what's really funny about this is the entire time that we see him before this scene i'm like he's got a hair piece on and tara's like what i'm like i Look didn't at even think head. of that he's got a hair piece and i thought it was so funny so after they had this interaction and she's sitting at the steps you know what i mean and she sits down she puts the the turkey on the steps next to her and he, um, we were like what is in her hand i'm like it's a freaking toupee she took his toupee i was so excited dude i thought it was the best thing ever that's my favorite part of the movie when she took his toupee because nobody yeah. noticed it like terry had no clue that i was talking about but there was this one shot when he was in the kitchen with her where you kind of saw like the side or back of his head and they're just they don't match it's it's not mm-hmm. right the cut is weird and i'm like the color of the hair isn't the same i'm like he's got a freaking headpiece on he's wearing a toupee <laughs> So I got really excited. I wanted to share. That was what I was really happy about. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. That's so funny. I noticed it. Of all the weird things to notice, that's what I noticed. <laughs> I love it. Um, so this is when Joy is like getting frustrated because she's explaining that she doesn't have any good memories of, of April. And the dad had one where he's watches her sleep and she gets mad and she says, that's not a memory. She was asleep. It doesn't count. And that's when she gets out of the car. She's literally like trying to hitchhike back to like (laughs) to hitchhike back home. And he's like, we're going to have, we're going to make this a good memory. You you know, we're going to make sure that you have a good memory with this. And she's not so sure. And he says, I told her that we have to make this a good memory. Otherwise I'll kill her. And she is just saying that, she basically says like, it's just very shitty that she doesn't, she can't think of one good thing. Um, the mother just says like all these things that April used to do. She set the kitchen on fire and he's, the dad says that was an accident. She used to throw matches, lit matches on Beth. She used to use a lighter and burn Timmy's bangs or cut his hair with a, <laughs> a lighter. I don't know. What's so weird. So extreme. <laughs> she was, she was an extreme rebellion. <laughs> yes. Um, so April's sort of like, I don't know what else to do. She looks up uh, when she's sitting on the stairwell and she sees the older Asian man. And before you know it, she's in their apartment and they're letting her use the oven. And I guess like the, one of the daughters is there and she's like talking to her, um, like translating. Yeah. (laughs) That's the word translating. Um, And she sits down in the living room with all of them. They're having tea and she's explaining to them what, what Thanksgiving means. So she says that once there was this one day where everybody needed each other, this one day that they knew for certain that they couldn't do it alone. And I was like, that's the basis of this whole movie. Um, So now we see that they're finally in New York City and the father's looking over at Joy and she's asleep and he can't tell if she's alive or not. And he like reaches over and touches her face and she she moves and he just starts crying. He legit, pull, he legit pulls over. They're driving and he yeah, just keeps that's glancing right. at her and glancing at her. And he legit just pulls off the road. Everybody in the car is quiet. You know what I mean? And then he just kind of breaks down when she moves because he thought she passed away. So she must be like really far along in her stage yeah. stages. Yeah. We were like expecting so her to drop weird. It. Yeah. It's so, this movie really did affect me in a weird way. Like, I'm not going to get into the whole thing like on here, but like, it watching this back it really started to affect me in a weird way because of my own mom but like 
But my mom was a lot sicker than Joy was. So that kind of took like the realism out of it for me. It wasn't so realistic because if she was that far gone, I mean, everybody's different. I don't know. I can't say like one cancer is worse than the other, but my mom couldn't even walk. She was on hospice care. And, you know, Joy seems like she's got a lot more time than just like a year left to me. I don't know. But the way they're making it out, um, she just was like pretty much on her deathbed. That's what it, that's what it seemed to me. But like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how different cancers are and like how they affect your body. It's very weird. It's just a weird situation. Um, but yeah, it was weird. Um, so they finally pull up to April's apartment. That's when Bobby jumps on the car and they get scared. And, um, he says, you're April's family he looks at joy and she's just sort of like looking at him just staring at him and he says like you're april's mother and he's like smiling at her and he's like let me go get her and he runs up and he's all excited and he tells her they're here they're here and she wants to like tend to his wounds but he says no go down and meet your family and she's she runs down she's all excited she's so happy like this whole day that the shit she went through she's finally gonna like see her family um, Yvette comes out and she's like, cranberry sauce is ready. And she's like, they're here. They're here. She runs down and she goes outside and they're gone. And I said, this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> yes. I got so mad. Me too. I felt so bad for her. I felt so bad for her. Um, so yeah, she goes back up and she starts popping the balloon. She hung up. She's taking down the streamers and she's just really just, I don't know what the she's word sad, is. man. She's very she's sad, disappointed yeah. and, and yeah. just took her mood right down the drain. I know that feeling well. So she's like, you know, finally cleaning up Bobby's wounds. And then she, she just starts crying on bed and she turns to him and says, what are we going to do with all this food? <laughs> Um, which is a good question. <laughs> yeah. But um, we get a scene of the family in the in a diner, and Beth is like so happy that they're in this diner. Oh yeah, she's so annoying. I hate she her. She did not want to go. I see hated her. her. I hated her a lot in this scene. She even says to the father, "We did the right thing, Dad. This is yeah. so much better. This is so much better." Like, shut the fuck up, Beth. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's, she bothered me so much. So yeah, she's not my favorite person. So Joy runs to the bathroom and Timmy goes with her. And when she enters the bathroom, she hears a mother arguing with her daughter. And we hear the mom say, fine, you can just do it without me. And she leaves. And Joy turns around and sees a little girl who I'm assuming is supposed to resemble April when she was a little girl. So to me, that was like, Joy got this sort of like, no, I have to go do this. I have to like go see my daughter, maybe make amends, just do it. Cause you know, I don't have that much time. So she, she like, goes, essentially got to be like a specter in a situation yeah. that probably happened when they were younger, you know what I mean? And it probably just made her kind of sit back and go, no, I can't, I have to go do this. Like this is, I can't leave things like this. You know what I mean? Exactly. I think it was the right kick in the tushy. Yeah. Cause it, yeah, exactly. Cause she was like, she probably was like all these things I did wrong with my daughter like I, I maybe I need to do this to make it right. So she goes up to the counter and she asks the guy. She's I forget what she says to the guy, but before you know it, they're on the, the back of their motorcycles and they're driving back into the city. And we see the grandmother look out the window, and the mom Julie just sort of looks at her, and the grandmother just sort of like smiles. You can I like see- Granny in that moment because she was just like, 
what are you doing? But okay, have fun, you know? <laughs> She's just getting on the back of some random I dudes think, and motorcycles, her and her I son. I feel like she knows, but she doesn't, but she sort of like plays too. I don't yeah. know. That's what I, I feel I like she's her. she's more there than they yes. think that she is. They think she's more far gone than she is. So I don't know if she just lets them think what she wants or, yeah. or she was just having a really clear moment. But I, I feel like Granny knows more than she's letting on. Yes. Um, but but also you can tell that the father is mad at himself because he feels like he shouldn't have left. Mm-hmm. Um, we hear, oh, so we see April and Bobby making plates and you think they're just going to sit down and eat dinner. But the family's there that helped them cook the turkey. And we hear a knock on the door and April goes to answer it. And she opens the door and we just see her just sort of like staring. And we hear like a click of the camera and you're like, I really thought that was smart that they did that. And the camera just keeps clicking. And we know that her mom is there and Timmy's there because he's taking the pictures and they like hug each other and they, you know, they like embrace and they're, I think she's just like happy that she showed up. And it was sort of like, to me, when I watched that part, I was like, they just like let their walls down Mm -hmm. and she sort of like, wasn't shocked that they left, but she's here now. And we're just going to like get through this dinner, but see what else happens type of thing. You know what I mean? I loved that they separated themselves from the rest of the family because it was less pressure on both Joy and April. You know what I mean? Like it's less pressure. You don't have uh, the grandmom. You don't have the sister that can't stand, you know, her sister or dad. It's just mom and daughter. And then the one flipping the cameras who's quiet and doesn't, you know what I mean? He doesn't really impact anything. So I think it was really important that they have this moment without anybody else really there to give them their two cents or have a comment or, you know, huff and puff behind them. You know what I mean? It was a real genuine moment that they got to share before other people got involved. Exactly. Yeah, it's true. Well, before you know it, the whole family comes and what we were getting like sort of like snapshots, like snapshot moments. And then when the family uh, arrives, it goes back into a regular movie and we don't hear anybody talking it's just sort of like music playing over the background. And I'm glad that they didn't do anything where, because the movie just sort of ends where, where they take a family photo and they're all together finally. And like, we don't know how much longer the mom has, but they're all together as a family. And that's when the movie just sort of ends, but they're all there with the, with the neighbors and everybody who was helping her throughout the day. And it was like a really sweet ending because there was no fighting. Mm-hmm. They didn't, they didn't show any sort of like, you know, altercation or, or like you said, like them having like words with each other, that type of thing. It was just sort of like, you're here. Let's just like enjoy the holiday and just see what happens. And I thought that was perfect. I completely agree. And I really like that uh, the other neighbors came and joined them for their dinner too, because then it shows, you know, their daughter isn't a screw up. She has the amazing support system that she found for herself. She's got her neighbors that are helpful and they're there for her. They're an eclectic group. They're Mm -hmm. all from different, you know, backgrounds. Um, And her, her boyfriend, while he, you know, his first impression was not the greatest. He's also a fantastic guy, you know? So it's, they had this, this, vision of her just being a mess and she's not as messy as they thought that she was going to be so i thought it was it was really nice um to include all of that and just kind of show her family like i know you think i'm a big screw up but like I'm, i've learned a lot and this is where i am right now and she's doing her best yeah it was really yeah. it was really really sweet 
that's the end of the movie. Um, yeah, so that was the end of the movie. I'm glad that we uh, watched it for our special Thanksgiving episode. Um, any other thoughts before we end this episode? At least it wasn't Groundhog Day. Is that a Thanksgiving? Oh, duh. Yeah. (laughs) Duh. (laughs) It's Groundhog. Well, I don't know any of the actors that are in a Groundhog Day movie, so. (laughs) No. I just mean out of all the Thanksgiving movies, this was nice because it's uh, Dawson's Creek relatable by actor. Mm -hmm. And it's not a, I feel like it's not like a big common Thanksgiving movie. Right. Yeah. Right. It's not like a well-known one. So yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. Like I said earlier, it wasn't like this big time, like theatrical release. It was like a very small independent movie. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was <laughs> the only movie I could find <laughs> that had a Thanksgiving theme with anybody from the cast. But, you know, I'm glad that we did this. I hope that we can do more like off episodes with, I think we have something planned for Christmas. I'm not sure. We're trying to figure that out, but um, we'll find out soon. I know. And when hopefully, we know, you guys will know. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, Lauren, you can come back for that one because I like I like that you're doing these like special episodes with us. Thank it's fun. You. Yeah, we love having you on. Thank you so much for Thank coming. You. Yeah, Thank we you really appreciate it. Yeah, and introducing me to this movie I've never seen before. <laughs> of course, of course. I didn't be here until yesterday. <laughs> Stephen right? that finds all these things, and I'm like, oh, I've heard of that. No, I've never heard of that. No, I'll watch <laughs> it. <laughs> I'll watch whatever. Yeah, it's been, it was fun. And yeah. Lauren, I just did your birthday episode, yes. which is already out. And I think by the time this is out yeah by the time this is out the other episode i did with you will be out for heartbreakers yes yeah i'm excited happy birthday i didn't know thank you it's okay it wasn't like (laughs) i didn't (laughs) announce it um well i guess i did i did a whole podcast (laughs) i'm not the best with podcasts honestly i'm horrible it's it's but happy birthday thank you yeah Yeah, that was fun so go listen to that we talked about lauren and i's favorite birthday memories yeah or just all of our birthdays (laughs) and just got into like a lot of conversation it was sort of like this podcast yeah (laughs) where we just talk about anything But why don't you tell everybody where to find you? <laughs> yes, you can find me on Instagram at Swapping Horror Stories Pod, um, or also where you stream your podcasts, hopefully. Um, and then I also have a second account called at X99 Fear Street, where I post um, Fear Street content by R.L. Stein. And I do reading hours every week. So I just read on Instagram live to people. Yep. And it's very fun. I was in your live earlier before we did this. It's fun commenting on your things. (laughs) It is. And sometimes like I have a regular group, but sometimes like, I don't know, people have lives. It's okay. Uh Fun. But yeah, it is a lot. I need of to fun. hop in and, and and join one of yours coming up. I always forget, or like the timing that you do it is usually around the time that I'm cooking. So I don't. Yeah, always, it's like dinner but, time for some people. But I need to do it one day. One of these Tuesdays, <laughs> I won't be cooking dinner at this hour, and I will be in there. <laughs> do I'm it. I'm, it's every Tuesday, or if you miss it, I always save my lives too. Oh, awesome! Okay, yeah. that works. 
Yes. <laughs> and Jamie, why don't you tell everybody where to find your bookstagram? Well, as you guys already know, I am at Lynn underscore book lover. And if you can get to Creek Talk, then you can get to me. Or if you can get to me, then you can get to Creek Talk because we tag each other and everything. And our link trees have it all too. Um, but yeah, I'm on Twitter too. Just not as often. Instagram is pretty much where I live. So come find me. Yeah. She has a great bookstagram with amazing pictures. So go like her stuff and follow. And if you like our podcast, hopefully you do. If you're listening to this, you can find us on Instagram at Creek Talk Podcast or on Twitter at Creek Talk Pod. And um, we would love it if you gave us a five star review on iTunes. And um, while you're at it, give Lauren one too for swapping horror stories podcast because yes. it's a great podcast. I we listen to it, it every week. You put it out. I crack up. It's just a great show. I love it. Anything you do, Lauren, I crack up. Oh my God, stop. <laughs> no, it's, I'm being honest. Um, I'm not just kissing your butt. I'm being honest. No. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> but with that, um, I hope everybody has a great holiday. And um, we'll see you next week with a new episode of Dawson's Creek. All right. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>